0: I think the microbial life aspect is, will be a, such a huge and significant step. I mean, For we sure. used to think that the universe or the sun revolved around the earth. Mm-hmm. And then eventually someone realise, oh, it's the other way. It goes the other way around. Um, so, you know, we continually put ourselves in the middle and everything else around us. Um, and just to be able to change it, to go, actually, there are other things out there. It's not just us.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Adventure Fit Radio. Uh, today, what we have for you guys is we have a flashback episode with Diane McGrath. So this is one of our very, very first episodes, uh, nearly 150 or maybe over 150 episodes ago. Um, Diane is um, she was one of the people that was in the final 100. Uh, the last 100 in the running for the Mars One project, which was the one-way ticket to Mars. Um, To be perfectly honest, I'm not sure what's even going on with that anymore, but this was a fascinating conversation about somebody who had put their hand up to leave the planet and never come back. Um, This conversation was the conversation that we had that spurred the whole change in Adventure Fit Radio from mainly based around fitness to... Fitness, uh, mental health, so forth, wellness, but with also just as many interesting stories and important conversations as as we can have, because this is probably both. Let's be honest, um, a very important conversation. Do we do we leave this planet? Do we try and recolonize um, or, or uh, colonize other planets? Um, you know, it's an important question and it's just an interesting one. So, um, this is a great show. The reason we're doing this flashback show, we're going to do a couple more flashbacks, is I've been uh, I've been away, uh, I've had some personal issues going on, um, so we're effectively using this as a break in between seasons, um, and then in August it's July now, in August we'll be ramping Adventure Fit Radio back up, and uh, and we've got some awesome guests lined up. We've got a whole plethora of co-hosts which are going to jump on and help me and Tommy out um, in the future, and um, you guys are going to love it. So this show, though, guys, this show is brought to you by True Protein. So True Protein are our supplement sponsors at Adventure Fit, supplement partners, um, and they're absolutely awesome. So you guys can get uh, 10% off True Protein, actually, if you use the code ADVF at checkout. So head to trueprotein.com.au, for all of your protein powders, um, weight loss proteins, um, all of your meal replacement stuff, your mass gainers, oat blends, aminos and creatines, pre and post workout, fast and slow release carbohydrates. Um, they've even got health foods that you can um, you can add to your smoothies, superfood powders, flavored powders, sleep and recovery powders. Uh, you want to cook some awesome, tasty protein. Cakes, then you can do that. They've got mug cakes, pancakes, chocolate cakes. They've even got bloody, what do they got? They've got True Protein recovery tape. They've got everything. So make sure you check them out, guys. They're supported by all of Australia's best athletes. That's for a reason. They're a tried and trusted brand from us and from all the best athletes in Australia. Check out trueprotein.com.au. Use the code ADVF for 10% off. We are also brought to you guys by Adventure Fit Travel, Adventure Fit Travel, the parent company of this podcast, guys. What we have coming up is we have Vietnam in August coming up. There's only a couple of a uh, couple of spots left. It was a sold out trip. We had a few people pull out. We've actually got uh, probably one spot left uh, by the time this is released, as we have someone booking tomorrow, maybe two. Um, that trip, I did the prep work with Mon yesterday, just uh, ran through the itinerary before we, we handed off to, um, to Mac and Isaac who were going to lead the trip for us and, uh, and I said to him at the very end of the trip, at the very end of the prep, uh, the, at day, day eight of the trip, at the end, I said to him, I laughed and I said, mate, this is going to be the best trip we've ever run and I stand by that. Every one of our trips is Unbelievable. But oh my God, this Vietnam trip is, it's incredible. So not only do we have, um, basically we start in, start in Hanoi, do a big tour of Hanoi, um, city tour, food tour. Then we, we shoot off to Halong Bay. We spend two nights adventuring all across Halong Bay, staying on a boat in, in, in the bay for an evening. Then we go down to Nimbin and the An Grottos, which is just, oh, my God, the prettiest place I've ever been. I was there last year when I was on my motorbike ride around Vietnam. Um, it's spectacular. And then what we do is um, we head to Phong Nha National Park, Phong Nha Bang. Now, I've been to 40 countries or so now. And I've been to some fucking good places, as you can imagine. I own a travel company. I'm a pretty seasoned traveler. And I don't know if I love a place more than I love Fongna. It is, It is incredible. So it's the world's biggest cave system. There's a cave there called Paradise Cave, which Nat Geo rated the world's most beautiful cave. And I went and visited Paradise Cave last year with a bunch of people from the hostel I was in. We rode our motorbikes down there. We went and had a look around the cave. It's just a two-hour, you know, in-and-out kind of style tour that you can do at the cave, and I was awestruck. I was lost for words. I was, I was like, "What on earth? This is fucking crazy!" It was so beautiful. It was, it was insane. Fong the surrounds outside of the caves, is just the big limestone white cast mountain ranges and. Oh, man, it's just so pretty. It is so, so, so pretty. Um, so not only do we do a bunch of cool stuff around Phong Na, the first day we get in, then we go on a real expedition um, to the Hang End Cave and we do an overnight, so two-day expedition into the cave, um, sleep in there, um, hiking, rock climbing, abseiling, all in the cave. Uh, it's a whole nother world. It's, it's a subterranean... Uh, uh, it's, a t- it's a whole it's a whole another world um, and then we get back and on the last night we'll probably party it up at uh, Easy Tiger which is top three hostels of all time for me we're not staying in a hostel but it's the best place to party in Fongna it is legit top three all time I've ever seen um, this trip is just fucking outrageous you guys are gonna love it if you are uh, if you're lucky enough to book on so there is uh, head to www.adventurefittravel.com Use the code word RADIO for 10% off. And, uh, yeah, check out our Vietnam trip. We have lots of other cool stuff coming up. But um, I'd recommend Vietnam. Anyway, here's the show. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one. No touching of the hair or face.
2: And that's it. Yo. Covered Roger, go
1: for deploy. Where did we come from? Are we alone in the universe? What is the future of the human race? Come with me if you want to
3: live. I did. Giggity, that girl. Giggity, 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 giggity. A high powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, too rare
1: to die. Hey guys, welcome to Adventure Radio. Sitting here with Diane McGrath. I've got Mac on my left, Tommy over on my right. And before we get into the conversation, as usual, Tommy's tribute. Mm hmm. Alrighty. House of the Rising
3: Mars. <laughs> <laughs> A planet in our solar system They genuinely call it Mars I don't know why I said genuinely there And it's been a planet of interest for many a time A word that rhymes with time is mime The name Agra rhymes with Myanmar It's another place I haven't been before, but I think that Mars is probably just a little bit cooler because it's just very... It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, really, um, really touched the inner soul when I when I wrote that
1: one. Yeah. Very you romantic. Like, um, you like discussing in your songs about what rhymes with? I what, know. Don't you?
3: I really do. Like, McGrath rhymes with Myanmar.
0: It does indeed.
1: It's cool. Good stuff, Tommy. Thank you. So, Diane, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. Great to be here.
1: Good stuff. So, um, we're going to kick straight into it. I want to know what. What uh, what aspects of your life, um, did you have any role models growing up that turned you into a person who was willing to adventure so far as to go to Mars? Do you have any role models that... Gosh.
0: Um, role models, gee, I guess your family's always your first... Point of call there, isn't sure. it? I mean, for me, I think my dad was a huge influence, not necessarily on the Mars side. Although, in saying that, he is a prolific reader of science fiction oh, and massive library of everything from you? Asimov. I, I grew up reading this stuff at the age of eleven. We lived in the outback in the territory yep. in the desert, so from the, and there was not much to do.
1: Have you read um, Terraform Mars?
0: <laughs> I have not read Terraform. I've read oh. Red Mars, you know, the um, um, Kim Stanley Robertson series. I should um, um,
1: I should give you Terraform. Mars when you leave. Okay, all right. It's a Japanese um, manga. Oh, cool! Manga comic. Cool. It's really good. It's about. It's kind of like Starship Troopers. It's Mm. (laughs) um, so they go to terraform Mars and they take a bunch of cockroaches over there, which will eat the moss that they plant there, and then it'll create the. um, It'll eventually, over time, will create an atmosphere. But the 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 cockroaches under the Mars um, atmosphere, they. Adapt super quickly, and by the time they go back on their second trip, they're like ten foot cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a war versus uh, versus cockroaches, but it's a really good story. I'll give it to you. <laughs> Thank
0: you. Don't they, they you... say that on Earth cockroaches will be about the only thing that survives? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. that's right. So it'll give you nightmares for um yes for, for weeks. But go on. But yes, so my father. So yes, my
0: father through I guess the, the novels and, and so forth, but also uh, when I was a really little girl at the age of six, like, I'm a I'm a twin. I got a twin brother, and uh, and anything Dave wanted to do. I was going to do cool. not that I'm competitive or anything. However, um, but and I wanted to play cricket. So in the seventies, little girls didn't play cricket, mm-hmm. and so um, my dad decided to coach the local boys team, so I could have an entry in. I had to train like anybody else to play. Like I had to make the runs, etc. But Bathroom there and were, uh, I was a keeper at that age. Oh, really? Yeah, as oh, a yeah. keeper. Yeah. But I ended up becoming um, a bowler um, and you know useful with the bat. Made a ton here and there. So. Oh, just a lazy um, ton. Yeah.
3: Becoming a bowler, not getting a bowler, hopefully. <laughs>
0: Becoming a bowler. Yeah. Yeah, so I have a uh, there, few, uh, <laughs> won a couple of awards there in the past. Um, so, yeah, so my dad, I guess he took away that barrier when I was a kid of thinking that things weren't available to me as a mm. woman in particular. Mm. Um, if, if you think about space travel, there has not been a single woman that's left low Earth orbit. Mm. Really? Only, oh, wow. only, only men have gone to the moon. Not a single that's, woman that's has. Yeah. What's so, the reasoning behind that? Well, in those days, NASA was very much about having um, a male astronaut crew. Uh, They didn't think that women would be able to to deal with it very well from the physical side, from the psychological side. Don't women
1: deal with like psychological issues much better than men
0: Um, in some instances yes this is very true Uh, but look it's very individual and and, and those days do if we think about it back in the 50s 60s and and even into the 70s we didn't understand as much as we do Mm. today about how to deal with psychological Mm. issues uh, mental health uh, anxiety whatever else
1: Mm. that's really interesting so Okay, so let's just get straight into it. What happened uh, What happened to start the ball rolling with your plan to um, – for the listeners that don't know, let's explain to them mm. where you're going with this. You're, you're moving to Mars, Mars. basically.
0: <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, the, the Mars One mission that I signed up to be um, a, an astronaut for, it's a, a one-way mission to Mars and it plans to send the first – crew of four astronauts to mars in 2026 mm-hmm. so that's about 10 years away now um so i've, I've read about it on a blog uh, in social media and it was i think it was a science blog and it was a bit of clickbait there it was something like uh, astronauts wanted for a one-way trip to mars yeah You're like, this
1: would be an interesting article. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> heck yes <laughs> uh so yes i clicked on that and um and then read about it and i
4: thought wow So, why? why, You know. Yeah, why? (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard
0: that question before. I only have one question,
4: (laughs) and it's three letters, and it's
0: why? It's probably the most common question Mm -hmm. I get asked. why it's such a it's a small word but it's such a big question isn't it why do we choose to do anything mm. really significant in our lives the, the stuff that challenges us that puts us outside of our comfort zone um some of it's because it's really inspiring stuff that mm-hmm. makes you think yeah i can do this mm. and and, you know, and it allows you to become the next best
4: version of yourself are you proving to yourself or someone else you can do it
0: no not really it's not about it's not about me um about it's, us yeah, actually it actually is. It's kind of, it's for me, it's about a legacy thing, mm-hmm. um, and that's one of the things that excited me about the Mars One mission, was it was about trying to, in, through establishing this colony, a settlement on Mars to bring together like a united humanity mm. uh, and to show that we can do this extraordinary thing as a society together uh, and not just this space agency and that space agency and yep. who's going to get there first and blah, blah, Who cares? Let's just yeah. get there mm. and do something
4: useful and exciting and, and inspiring. So, so that's what inspires you for this trip. to go there and set it up. You're not worried about that you're not going to see your family again or...
0: Oh, look, we've all... <laughs> I mean, we've been into exploration for millennia Mm. as a species ever since. I mean, we can think obviously those who came to Australia, not just the white settlers, but the Aboriginal Australians. Mm. They came from elsewhere first That's too. Right. The, the cradle of humanity, we sort of expanded from... You know, it's from just
1: human nature to want to explore yeah. and want to further our boundaries. Curiosity. We're curious. You're,
0: exactly. We're yeah. absolutely... We're curious what people. We want to know why. Are we alone in the universe? Mm. How did I get here? Did life on Earth start on Mars? So many questions. Mm.
1: Uh, They're the biggest three questions, I think, in my in my world. Yeah. Uh, uh, what are we doing here? Are there people... Are there other people out there? I mean, or not people, but
0: or life, life, any sort of life form, and and what can I contribute to this world? Mm. I mean, we all want to leave a legacy in, in some way or another. People who have children leave children as their legacy. Mm. People who are artists or um, maybe celebrities in some other way, like sports people, leave some sort of legacy that people remember them for. Um, What do you want? What mark do you want to leave in this world? So that's Mm. that's
1: well, you could be, you could legitimately go down as one of the (laughs) pioneers, leading. Um, you could go down explorers. As well as, Putter, one of the leading explorers of all time. Absolutely, it's like Chris not, Columbus, yeah. Diane McGrath, yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> legitimately, though, because yeah. of course, you know, it's this is the this is the single biggest thing, if the biggest undertaking to ever be undertaken, in my opinion. Mm. If we if we can make it to Mars, establish humans successfully as a mm. two species. Mm. Uh, two colony species, two planet species, mm. interplanetary, yeah, interplanetary species. Is that is that does that factor in with you the the, the interplanetary species thing? Because I I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of mm. um, wacky kind of kind of podcasts, and obviously Earth's been hit by meteors time after time after time for millennia, is that part of the, the theory? Is that part of Baz It's theory to, to try and prolong or at least guarantee that we're going to survive? It's not part of the Mars One, um, I guess,
0: driving, compelling motions about why they're going ahead. It's, I mean, it's the sort of stuff that we know Elon Musk from SpaceX, yep. He's, he believes we have to get there. Absolutely. Our time on this planet is limited. Stephen, uh, Hawking, thing. Stephen Hawking, Hawking,
1: I think, said, I've got a little quote written here. I, don't, I can't get to it. But um, Stephen Hawking said, I think the human race has no yeah. future if it does not go into space.
0: And it's not a surprising thought. I mean, if you think about it, the majority of species that have ever been on this planet, more than 90% of them. Since the dawn of time, are now extinct. That's right. Yep. We're just another species. We like to think we're a higher, and more evolved species, but we're still no. a species on this planet. Of course, that's
1: right. As long as we're on this planet, we are. We're a volatile <coughs> time. Time yeah. will absolutely will get the better of us. Um, is it the the asteroid belt, the Kuiper asteroid belt, that we get? We get. Um, I think it's called the Kuiper asteroid belt. I may be wrong, but we get blocked. Jupiter blocks a lot of the asteroids that would mm. otherwise crash into Earth, but one of these days, there's going to be something that's going to oh. happen that that's going to, you know, collide. And if we've got a colony on Mars, then
0: well, you know, keeps your it. your toe in a couple of our yeah, <laughs> options there. Yeah. That, that's we've right.
3: kind of got all our eggs in one basket by being on Earth, don't we? At least we can get <laughs> well, some people over on Mars. Why so, why Mars though? Is it just because it's it's um, you know realistic for us to you know, with our technology at the moment mm-hmm. to get there? It's just the closest thing and, and that's it's the next best thing? Or it's, yeah, it's is there anything of, specific about the planet that we really want to see? It's
0: probably the most Earth-like planet in our solar system when it comes to, like, the number of hours in a day. Um, the sort of temperature range, even though it's exceptionally cold in the middle of winter in the North Pole, like minus 155, okay. but... You know. Wearing a jacket for those. Yeah. That, that we'll but if you're on the equator, you know, around summer, you're looking at 22 to 27 degrees. So, you know, so when it comes to a lot of the aspects about um, being able to survive on Mars, it's more palatable than any of the other planets in our solar system. So there is water there through frozen uh, water in the in the soil and the, the ice caps. Um, there is obviously access to, to, to sun because we're not that much further out from mm. the sun, so solar powers. So there's lots of reasons why Mars is an attractive planet for, for us yep. and you're right we've been there we've we've been able to send I think it's like 43 well just sent Exxon uh, Exxon Mars yeah I saw there. that That's so 44 cool, yeah. 44 missions to Mars since the 60s yep. so
1: really? we, can,
0: we can get there yeah
1: mm. and it's legitimately the only other habitable place that we can we can really we have in our solar system.
0: Yeah, I mean, there are some uh, people who think we should go to the moon first, mm. uh, which, of course, we have been to the moon first. But back, uh, the moon. but back to the go back to the moon, set up a base and mm. so forth. And it is in some of NASA's plans.
1: And there's a few... That's ast- for longer space travel and, and like a petrol station, basically, isn't it? Is that well, what they're going to use it for with NASA? Uh,
0: NASA's concept is to use it as a proving ground okay. before they go to Mars. So yep. get the technology right for long duration periods in space, like away from Earth, but still only a few days' drive, so to speak. Yep. You, know, you, can get, you can get to the moon in three days, yep. whereas it's going to take you a minimum of seven months, pretty much, to get to Mars. So if something goes wrong, you can zip back to Earth without too much difficulty from the moon. Yep. You can't just pop on a plane and hop back to Earth very easily from Mars. mm But, yeah, so the technology, yeah, we can get there. And we can land heavy things on Mars. The last rover, Curiosity rover, is about a ton roughly in weight, so it's pretty heavy. Uh, So we can land heavy things there. So we do know, and and NASA have started to see this as well. I mean, the Mars One concept was to send most of the technology there in advance and land it in modules, 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 instead of sending a massive giant ship that we don't know if it can land. Um, Mm. And so we've now seen... Agencies such as NASA go, Oh great idea, let's do that too.
1: Yep. So That's is NASA so- is NASA part of the part of the team here? I get the feeling when I read articles and I see I see I see what's going on with Elon Musk and SpaceX and, and NASA and then Mars One. I get the feeling that Mars One is the kid that no one wants to no, yeah, I, yeah I thought it was like a privately funded sort of thing. Or yeah, well, it is, well, yeah, it
0: is, it is, it is yeah. in uh, many ways. It's a not-for-profit organisation yeah. and to the majority of its funding comes from private investors at the current stage and that's funded um, a number of years' worth of work and a few more years, years yet to come. And they do investment rounds every now and then to, to bring more investment I heard in. they were
4: going to make a TV series like a Big Brother type of thing.
0: Not quite. Um, they are going to end up selling media rights in the future mm. because who wouldn't want to oh, watch? Sure. Yeah, human step on another planet.
1: Yeah, you know? <laughs> it'll well, be the biggest TV, TV media. Deal. Yeah,
0: exactly. Well,
1: well fifty thousand. Yeah. Well, and, I'd pay big money for it.
0: Yeah. Well, think about. It. I sort of I refer to this as the the Olympic method. Uh, I mean, the last yeah. Olympic period they raised eight billion dollars for the mm. last Olympic period, which is the summer and winter together, mm. and they estimate that Mars One forecast it will cost at Least six billion to send the first crew to Mars. It'll probably cost a bit more by the time you know there's changes in technology and stuff, but still, you just need that sort of amount of funding. Boom! And then you've got, and we spent it was going to be 15 billion for the east west link.
4: Yeah,
1: don't get me started on the bloody east west (laughs)
3: link. You
0: could go go to Mars uh, twice.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's incredible how small the the budget is in for NASA for space exploration. And I've heard Neil deGrasse Tyson talk about it numerous times about and I think I may be making I may be getting this wrong but I think it's the Kuiper belt do you want to have a yeah I'll have a Um, uh, Michael Douglay. so the Kuiper belt and this is this is so we can protect ourselves from asteroids we can spend more time staring into the stars and, and exploring because there's such a small such a small budget for it and I think the fact that they are looking at Doing uh, uh, some sort of a television program, whether it's like a Big Brother in space, whatever. I think it's great because it's going to bring more public awareness yeah. to the issue. Yeah. It's gonna. It's the same as the Martian. I saw as soon as the Martian came out, every NASA post that came out on their social media was like, it was like a, uh, a split screen. Hey, check out the Mars um, rover on the Martian that Matt Damon used here's our technology what yeah. we're working on so they piggybacked all the Martian success yeah,
0: guerrilla marketing
1: yeah, exactly which was huge I, I went, yeah, exactly I don't know what guerrilla marketing is <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea I just pretended I went with it but um, so doing perfectly guerrilla marketing tactics but it's it's great because it's bringing the public excitement back to space travel yeah. because that's why we stopped going to the moon because no one wanted to fund it because no one wanted to do it we'd de- we'd been there what mm. you know you know you need the public's backing and I think if we were to have um we were to have this um yeah this this Big Brother type mm. style I mean is the so this isn't in the works because I Not thought you'd be able brother, to do no. this with like a so, so the training would be able to I be... I thought the, the training? training was... Yeah, yeah, that we're, yeah. Going,
0: we're definitely going to be having the... Well, the, the final round of selection, which is coming up, that'll be filmed. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with aspects of the training throughout the 10 years of training and then obviously our life going to and on Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be filmed as well, but it's, it's going to be the sort of stuff that you then... You, who's going to want to watch me brush my teeth you know, after a few times? Well, you well, do have really nice well. teeth. I'd, yeah, thank I'd you. want to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> so Once. she strokes
3: up and then...
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, but after a while, like you know, the mundane yeah. becomes very mundane. So the concept is to, to make it into like documentary yep. series. Yeah. So yep. much more exciting Three month and interesting. Three-month
1: periods or, or like two-month well, periods he, of what's what been happening on the... Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. Yeah. Highlights. You don't want to watch just sure. sleep. You sleep Otherwise the first night. Otherwise they're going to get like,
1: mm. to do... Um, 50 star jumps when
0: they
1: like <laughs> yeah. all, really? all, the, all the big brother um, bullshit that they used to do but yeah okay so so it it's, is, well, it is it's the got, Kuiper Belt
3: by the way the Kuiper Belt yep. what's Kuiper Belt. Yep. it say read it out to us so um, soon after so the Kuiper Belt is a region of the solar system that exists beyond the eight major planets extending from the orbit of Neptune to approximately uh, to the sun It is similar to the asteroid belt In that it contains Many small bodies All remnants From the solar system's formation So It, sa- it sounds like that Everything it's, that it's us is From the Kuiper belt Yeah yeah So we've yeah.
1: got We've got everything That's able to Totally ruin humanity We've tracked They say That's in the Kuiper belt we've, We know about all those But like Tunguska in in Russia, yeah, in the Tunguska, early yes in nineteen in nineteen hundreds, yeah, Tunguska and the one that flew over did a flyby last year or whatever it was mm. entered our solar system. We don't know about those because we haven't spent the money to yep. try and track them, and we can't find a, a lot of it. But that's what I was talking about with Neil deGrasse Tyson trying to like promote. Mm. He's so amazing because he's um, he talks about
3: field. how how realistic the the danger of these asteroids yeah. is, isn't it? Yeah, because sure. it's serious. I mean, Tunguska would have been a huge. Um, Incident. If Would've it hadn't just landed,
0: city. yeah, a whole city. Yeah.
3: yeah, it's insane, isn't it? Yeah, but no one seems to. Uh, yeah.
0: Anyway, well, most people live, you know, contained in their own little lives. Yeah. So yeah. they'll worry about that if it hits them. But we're not. We're better than them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the funding. So the funding isn't coming yep. from um, Big Brother style. It's uh, you've actually got how much funding is there for? You're, you're, uh, private from the private sector for the first trip and for the second yep. trip because it's every four years you're going to take four more that's right. astronauts over that's, to Mars. That's right?
0: correct. So um, the the forecast funding is um, required for the first crew it would be six billion. Yep. That includes all the training leading up to that, and the, um, there's a number of technical missions that will go prior. So the first one is a lander mission in 2020, 2020 sort of period and yep. that will be uh, to test some of the, the basic technology for life support so can we extract water from the soil yep. can we convert some of that to
1: oxygen which is all done by yeah. robots
0: yeah exactly well the, the, the concept is to take something say like the, the Phoenix um, Mars lander that was uh, Lockheed Martin um, uh, design and, and just modify that to send off, so you're taking so not quite off the shelf, but mm-hmm. I'll take this and can I have these adjustments made, right. uh, and then send that off. So it makes it affordable. You're not actually yep. having to do something significantly new. You work with existing stuff, but you still need to test this material that you've, you're wanting to 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 use for. Yeah. Well, surviving on Mars, the, one of the things I want to test is the right sort of solar panels. So the mm-hmm. concept is to send a number of thin film um, solar PV to see which one's going to be the most efficient for okay. the, for the community. Yeah,
1: right. So all your power will be coming from solar
0: energy. Solar, yeah. That that's the right? concept. Yep. Okay. It's proven. I mean, it, solar's yeah. been working on Mars for, gosh, well over a decade. Right. I mean, the enough earlier to, rovers.
1: Yeah, <laughs> enough to sup- mm. for the whole the whole community that you're going to send yeah. Over there. Yeah. So you'll send you'll send. Um, all your supplies before you get over there and That's the robots correct. will set up all the essentially the yeah. hab and yeah. even the habitat and, and everything over there and
0: yeah and it's a sort of concept that um, NASA are now starting to look at as well for the future so uh, basically doing robotic construction work yeah. it's not unusual That's we insane. do it already on this planet uh, so it's, it's just something that you know we haven't done on Mars, yet. yeah. <laughs> uh, although we have got rovers there, of course, but they're yeah. doing mostly scientific experimentation whereas these are much more functional robo-
3: robots. I, I
1: thought they just took so much time to do anything, the rovers, that I just couldn't imagine. You know how it moves moves like mm. a foot an hour, it seems like, the rover? Yeah. Well, it's also, it takes the, a lot of time for uh, – yeah, I was just going to say that. Yep. I should sign up for this thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know more about it than yeah. Me. Uh, yeah, it's because of the the technology, the communication. It's uh, – to get a signal from Earth to Mars yeah. takes a, a minimum of three minutes, maximum about 22 minutes one way. Yeah. So, you know, you might see in the camera this interesting-looking rock about, you know, three metres away. You go, so send the signal to the, the rover, please go and pick up that rock. It'll get that message, maybe between three and 22 minutes. We'll go over there, pick it up and then you'll finally get an image back maybe 22 minutes later and you go, no, 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 not that one, the one afterwards. So, <laughs> yeah, so it just takes yeah. ages to get anything. And NASA even said what a <laughs> rover takes a day to do, a human will be able to do in a minute. That's right. So oh. the, the advances that we'll be able to make just by having humans on Mars, it yeah. uh, will be significant, mm. really significant.
1: So what about the living conditions? Are you mm. worried about, see, for me, the, the fact that you're going to be living in a sustained mm-hmm society that's Mm. you're never going to be able to be outside again yeah tell us about the living conditions for one how big are the habitats going to be and so forth and are you worried about that i mean obviously that's the one of the biggest worries psychologically for for, um the mars one the, the people that are leading the the mission, but are you worried personally about that?
0: Um, not around how large a living space you'll have. I mean, my last apartment was hey, It's actually it's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I had a tiny little bedsit in the middle of the city here in Melbourne, and, and this is just like you know nearly eight, eight
1: times the size. <laughs> like sweet, it's palatial. So get, is that is that like your own little house? You get your own little section.
0: Um, now, how it's going to work? So the the first cruise um, supplies that all will be sent will include two landing modules that will have inflatable sections that will be the living quarters, and they're roughly about as long as, say, a, a swimming pool uh, and about, about sw- yeah, so about, about, twice, you as, and Andrew. Yeah. And about twice as wide. So it's actually right. quite sizable, and you have two of those for a crew of four. But then within, um, a, I think it's like a less than two months of the first crew arriving, all of the supplies for the second crew <laughs> arrive. So you've got redundancy built in for the crew that come two years after that. Oh, yes, so yep. you've got two years to set up there. Equipment, But then that also gives you straight away, if you set up the, the sleeping quarters, you've all got this huge mm. um, space to yourselves. Mm. If you want. So um, there's actually a lot of redundancy built in there for obviously living um, arrangements, but also for life support systems. So there'll be two sets of life support systems, mm-hmm. um, food production systems and so forth. So there's a lot of redundancy.
4: There's a lot of uh, health concerns as well, obviously living mm. in Mars. The, um, the fact that it's uh, extreme radiation. Yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you're only allowed out for... A couple of hours at a time? Yeah, yeah that's right,
0: day. about an hour. depends on a number of things. depends upon your age uh, and your gender usually. Um, women, um, the the guidelines about how much radiation you should be exposed to before you start having, obviously, health risks. Mm. Uh, women are, are more susceptible to her, um, health concerns through radiation exposure, so we're supposed to be exposed to slightly less. Uh, and if you're older, however, because it's all about the accumulation of radiation exposure um if you're older you and you haven't been exposed to much you can actually cope with more so those who do go to mars if you're a bit older Mm -hmm. you can go outside for longer because your life expectancy on mars is already going to be slightly less than the others anyway Mm. right um so i could probably go out for two to three hours a day versus one to two because i'll be um 46 now so i'd be in my mid to late 50s at that Mm -hmm. stage so
4: you know, and normally shorter life expectancy, so I can cope with more. And you worried about uh, with the radiation, you know, birth defects in the future, and? Um, well,
0: the first, I guess, the first aspect about the radiation exposure is that if we do keep it to those sorts of time periods uh, outside um, when we're wearing the space suits, is that it's probably not much different. In fact, it's probably more time outside than what many people spend outside on Earth
4: here mm, so right.
0: uh, most people that i know will often go from home to the car to the office to the car sitting so,
4: inside all day uh, yeah, exactly
0: um, well, those of us who do exercise a lot different mm-hmm. those of us who run or play sport outside different story but that's not everyone yep, yep. um
1: so, so with the with the just touching on you just mentioned exercise mm. so inside the hab mm-hmm. the living structure so the air pressure is going to be the same as earth but the gravity is not going to be right
0: gravity is not no gravity's gravity 34
1: percent 38
0: 38 so it's about a third roughly about a third of what earth's gravity is so um but we'll so we'll still have to exercise to yeah. help maintain um, bone density muscle bone density, mass yeah. and, and, and what sorry. do
1: they say what what are the projections for 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 life on mars i mean what what are you actually what's your body going to go through even with the exercise what's your body mm-hmm. going to go through
0: if well, they haven't been able to tell us exactly what the um, I suppose percentage decrease is likely to be. We know on the space station that if astronauts do not exercise or do anything to mitigate against um, loss of bone density and muscle mass, that for example, bone density they'll lose uh, up to twenty percent of their bone density mm. in six months.
1: Chris Hadfield lost fifty percent of the uh, the, the, the um, density around his hips. Yeah, wow. and it's mostly it's, in it, nine months. I think. Uh,
0: yeah, it it does go from basically the ground up. Up, so to speak, yep. so you lo- tend to lose more in the lower parts of the the body than towards the the top. Because if you think about it, where is most of your striking and your um, your loading occurring when it comes to one you know, g you know, weight Course. bearing yep. down? Yeah, and it works its way up. So they don't astronauts don't lose as much bone density in the upper body. They mm-hmm. lose most of it in the lower body. Yeah. Uh, so the sort of work they do at the moment on the space station is um, they use you know, a, a bike, a treadmill, uh, and weight bearing exercise so that as in um, strength uh, how does that work then it's uses a,
1: a it's a pressurized system pulley si- so like yeah a, a not
0: pulley, pulley it's uh it uses like a, a vacuum
1: so, yes. so you can yeah adjust the. Right. yeah exactly i was literally i was picturing a couple of like, <laughs> a second
0: yeah <laughs> look at me lift a ton yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, right. with the i wanted to talk um about that radiation again yeah. that was really interesting um do you know the the numbers specifically i don't, I don't think you mm-hmm. said you did before but i was wondering um about the comparisons that um a lot of us in modern day life now mm. are exposed to radiation um as compared to how it would be on mars because we we have it all around us now you can see all the screens around us and yep. they're yeah, saying there's well some increasing concerns towards that
0: this is very true i mean the are more uh, wi-fi and other forms of radiation around us the the obviously it increases our exposure Mm. Um, we will be exposed to a lot more radiation going to Mars uh, and on Mars than we would be in a lifetime here on Earth this is one Um, of the biggest controversies from
1: from other outsiders looking in is a lot of people a lot of people think that you're going to die from the radiation, right? Well, Not trying to be rude, no, but no, I'm just no, saying fine. that's what a lot of the... I would
0: like to... There's this bit before you die and it's called living. Yes. Um, so <laughs> when I get anymore. to Mars, my plan is to do a bit of that living stuff yeah. first. Yeah. on Mars. <laughs> and eventually... Yeah, of course I'll pass away on Mars. Whether yeah, it's, for sure. But whether mean, it's going to be that's... of old age or, you know, some pre-existing family condition or who knows. Um, if it is from a health concern that's brought about by radiation, then, then that is my, you know across the bear or whatever,
1: but, um, but I'm not studies, concerned about that. The, the studies have shown that it, the, the studies from Mars One think it's not, it's not as much.
0: The modelling issue. that's been done um, that ex- ex- indicates that we only should be exposed for about an hour or two hours a day is yes. the sort of thing that allows us to, to stay within what are considered the safe limits cool. gotcha. that have been set by NASA. Yes. Gotcha. So that's, I'm comfortable with that yeah. uh, and to know that those who are a bit older can can take a little bit more, fantastic. But yeah, I'm happy to one or two hours a day. That's yeah. fine. Especially, no, I can still run a marathon in that sort of time frame on Mars because you know the, with the gravity of being, <laughs> oh, <there you laughs> I yeah. I can knock off a marathon in about an hour and a half. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> so I suppose you're never yeah. going to have everything. You're never going to have everything on your. Uh, you're never going to have everything ticked off. eh? look. We were discussing business just before, and we were talking about there's never a good time to, but there's never the right time to start a business. Yeah, you just got to do it. There's never the right time to go to Mars, probably either. (laughs) Because you have to learn as you as you go. You have to learn by getting there. Someone's got to do it
0: first. Someone. It's like anything. Someone's going to do it first. Someone's going to be the entrepreneur. That's the beauty.
4: You're you're now the first woman person to do X, Y, and Z. You're the first person to run a marathon on Mars. You're the first person to touch Mm -hmm. down. So, (laughs) tell me. uh, Describe the feeling that you're going to have when you put your first foot on another planet. Tell me what what, tell me what you're feeling.
0: I don't know if I could find words to describe mm. that sort of moment it's I guess it's like you know put a multiplication factor in front of playing in the grand final and having the the winning goal lined up in front of you with the last second to go you know and you're right in front how do you feel at that moment when that's when that's your balls in your your hands and and you can do this extraordinary thing you you, you can't you can't sort of grasp that sort of uh, that moment until you, you're you there and in it and I think for me that's part of it being in it I'm really yeah. into uh, the mindfulness of, of being in that moment and that's what people af- often ask me uh, how do you live for this future thing all the time or how do you yeah. live today as well mindfulness mm. mindfulness is huge you, you've got to be here today
3: absolutely es- especially considering the fact that you know you mentioned that analogy before about kicking the winning goal and there's probably. Maybe like a million people across the country watching her. You. You're gonna have over seven billion people behind you walking on the planet. That's uh, don't fall. Yeah, don't <laughs> fall over. One small step. <laughs> yeah. That's uh that's tough. Awesome. I so. Yeah.
1: so I think it's time for uh, you. Got some news for us there, Tommy? Yeah, I um
3: so. Uh, you said you listen to one of our Yes, that's yes. right uh, The good about the science It's just something some, some current stuff I like to bring up Obviously I've made this all science <laughs> So welcome to our latest uh, uh, Segments called The science, the
4: science <laughs> and the science
3: <laughs> Love it It's going to be fun <laughs> um, How cool is this? When visiting the centre of a galaxy, nicknamed J0230, pack a sturdy windproof jacket. There you will encounter a galactic hurricane with winds whipping at about 200 million kilometres an hour. (laughs) What? At that speed, nearly 20% of the speed of light, a trip around Earth would take 0.7 seconds. (laughs) These are the fastest known winds around a quasar they're about 625,000 times as fast as the highest sustained winds in any hurricane seen on Earth. These quasar winds get the speed... This is the long... This is so cool, though. I'm talking. <laughs> These quasar winds get their speed from the intense radiation emitted by the disk, which glows as bright as roughly 22 trillion suns. The light comes from gases slamming together as they orbit a black hole uh, with about 2.2 billion times as much mass as the sun where are we here again light from the quasar which sits in the constellation Cetus takes about 11 billion years to reach Earth Its wins best those of the previous record hold by a quasar which is about 14 million kilometres per hour it's uh,
4: okay. Rightio. Uh, I'll probably. Yeah, I just can't right. keep going. Chapter four. <laughs> so. How are we going to prove that wrong? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely right.
3: <laughs> it's definitely right. Definitely right. Sounds right. Yeah. Sounds about right to me. Yeah. So let's uh, put this into perspective. Um, so I want you guys to imagine being in this situation. Let's bring it back closer to home. You're an ant. Okay. You've had a long day in the mines. You come home <laughs> to find your wife and sleeping with old mate Boris, who's a superior working for the government. <laughs> Anyways, you, uh, you get out of the colony, you, uh, you find some fresh air and you've stepped right in a hurricane Katrina. Okay. It's very, very similar. Don't get me. I got the facts right though. What do you do? <laughs> Imagine if you were in that quasar. What would you do? Well, Bill. if you're an ant,
1: <laughs> you just, ants are strong as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> just rip onto the floor and yeah. just... Uh, get me? Get underground. I'd probably just cry and get swept off into I reckon Neverland. it'd be so fun to go...
0: You yeah, yeah.
1: Until <laughs> you, like, just take and one you
0: hit something <laughs> <laughs> Until you hit something Yeah, the, yeah, yeah That, that, that quipper belt Or whatever
3: or yeah. it's called What would you do? Oh jeez if I, if I So how would I get stuck In that situation? <laughs> I've never been on the receiving end Of my questions And they really Yeah, yeah. I know That's why
1: I wanted to give it to you <laughs> yeah.
3: uh, Oh mate If I was If I was You are an if I was, ant I was in a Hurricane What would
0: you do? I would just go underground Dig What's yeah. that? Get underground.
3: Yeah. Well, if, underground. I, if I was this particular ant, go find another colony. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd probably... If I was this ant, I'd probably um, convince Boris to is come up the to the top with the me. Yeah. Yeah. Is this, this, it, this, is, this is... Um, is this you know that ant? really strong ant? ant in the mine? Yeah. I yeah, know. but he's my mate, so I wouldn't do that. He's This guy's sleeping with my wife. <laughs> Boris? Boris. <laughs> 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 now nah, look... Are we going to have to cut <laughs> this? Yeah. I don't know what I'll do. what's next? Okay. In a... So in a pair of twin sisters, this is this is genuine. In a pair of twin sisters, a rare disease had damaged the brain structures, believed necessary to feel fear. But an injection of a drug could nevertheless make them anxious. Okay, so basically, these these twins, uh, both these twins at a young age, um, they they ruined their the amygdala, which is the the um, ang- the part of the brain responsible for anxiety and, and that flight or fight response. But they found a drug because up until this, previously scientists thought it was just the amygdala that um, was the anxiety uh, responsive part of the brain. But they found an injection. They've injected um, these two twins that um, essentially don't have that amygdala and they can still get a fear response from them. Scientists turned to a more specific cause of fear that stems from inside the body, a drug called isoprotonol, which can set the heart racing and make breathing very hard. Uh, very similar to, to, to um, that feeling of adrenaline. Okay. Um, Now, us three, so myself, Bill, and Mac um, have a really firm belief that dealing with mental health in most situations can be eradicated through uh, behavioral chronic theory and spirituality and meditation and stuff. How do you guys see the more scientific or drugs-based approach to dealing with mental health? moreover a spiritual or
4: meditative approach uh, I believe meditation and everything is a conscious state um, and, and Diane mentioned before when you're stepping onto, onto Mars you know you've got to be present and stuff mm. like that and so we have disconnected ourselves life is moving too fast and meditation mm. certainly grounds you mm. for sure and it's meditation is better than any drug because we have the power to control who and how we want to be
3: yep and I think that um, if you know all that sort of stuff they were talking about anxiety in this particular in particular situation so I'll draw on that again but like like you said if it's um, you know formed as some sort of part of you by your subconscious then you should be able to take that out your own way rather than looking for the quick fix and getting a drug what do
1: you reckon Bill? Um, I tend to disagree a little bit I definitely am an advocate for meditation and doing everything naturally and trying to get over these um, anxiety and depression problems that you might have or this is anxiety but um, depression falls on the side. Yep. <coughs> same umbrella but um, I think some people need medication some people can't fix their uh, fix themselves with medic do you, uh, you mean with, with clinical
3: depression or mental illness as opposed to mental
1: with health. anxiety and
3: depression okay with think anxiety, anxiety and depression. depression. But there's oh, different I forms. Think
1: there's th- different forms yeah well there 's lots of different forms but i 'm just saying i don't can 't go into every different form yep. i 'm just saying we 've got time <laughs> as a general as a general uh, as a general rule, I think meditation is good unfortunately i don 't think it works for everybody, yeah like absolutely everybody yeah so I think there 's a definitely place for for it, but we 've rambled on enough
0: no, no that 's fine and, I, was, I was actually wouldn 't mind exploring some of this as yeah, well from, yeah, yeah I think yeah, from I the perspective say, of um, the challenges that will be faced by any cruise, Mars One, NASA whoever, going seven months in an isolated environment and then living either the rest of your life on Mars or like NASA planes do, spend about a year and then come back after picking up a few rocks, there's still going to be extreme isolation and, and mental health is, is, a, is a high health risk that all astronauts have. I mean, in our society, about half of Australians are going to have some sort of mental health problem in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. Anxiety is really high on the on the ladder. I mean, one in five men, one in three women Mm. in Australia. It's really high, and so learning, developing a, a, a fantastic personal. Resilience toolkit, uh, for me that's a critical part of this, and um, I've been doing a lot of work around this. Um, I do uh, mindful meditation pretty much every day, Mm -hmm. Um, especially going to sleep. I I meditate on um, uh, bed of nails. Um, You know, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's really cool. A literal bed of nails. It's called bed of nails, but it's it's uh, acup acupressure um, sort of mat so a lot of spike spiky mats so I lie on that for about 10 to 20 minutes um, pretty much every night and just brings you into more uh, a deeper state of sleep so you get into more your alpha brain waves so it Basically allows me to help biohack my sleep. So wow, I, I actually I would have thought more. it would have done the
3: opposite and made you more present because you've got all this shit sticking in
0: you're very aware. You eventually <laughs> relax yeah. into it. How? Yeah, you That's really nice. do. It's, it's a fight-flight.
4: You either tense up get, or you, just, you, get, you just relax into it. You physically, yeah, right. Yeah, it's
0: fantastic. It. Um, but so I, I do that, and but it allows me to to come to this point because you do you feel those those spikes, and it allows you to focus on on that moment where you are, and then you can bring your breathing into it, and and Techniques like this, uh, but journaling. I journal every day and do gratitude journaling too, mm-hmm. to to be thankful and and recognise at the end of my journaling. So, what did I do that was good today? What am I proud of about myself? Because mm-hmm. it's as you were saying before, it's not the sort of stuff that people talk about. Absolutely, because you, know, you don't want to sound like you're big noting yourself. Mm. But it's not what you're doing. Actually, it's okay to be proud of doing something. Absolutely, of course. I, I yep. you know, did this fantastic thing today. I, I, I bake great muffins. Mm. What's wrong with saying that? Yeah, you know. But,
3: uh, oh, but there's definitely a big difference between arrogance and confidence. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think
4: more people need to understand that definitely. Yeah. But do they? Do they train you? Is this in your mm. training process? Because you're you're going to live with four people for a very long time, That's right. and you need to obviously get training. together as a team. So, mm. you would have to be taught some sort of mm-hmm. psychological. Yeah, uh,
1: education, I suppose, yeah, definitely. and, and how to deal with it. And That's part of the training. would be one of the biggest Yeah, well, we are... Well, the biggest thing,
0: wouldn't We have really? um, started the psych profiling commenced from the application process yeah. and also an interview process and, and it will occur throughout the entire For training sure. program um, and the... The training program has three prongs to it. There's the technical, there's the team, and then there's the personal. And the personal involves a lot of the stuff around this this personal resilience, mm. the the psychology aspect of things. Um, and somebody in each of the crews will be trained on psychology as well. So we'll have essentially a, a psychologist with us yep. on planet, which will be important. But um, and, can
1: uh, I ask, <laughs> is is the team are you actually from the start process going as the four people that you train with? You are, aren't you? So Correct. Like a four t- It's the best team gets selected. Yeah. So yeah, right. each,
0: so by the time we finish the next round of selection, there'll be six teams of four, um, that then, you know, basically six crews yep. that'll commence the 10 years of training. Um, and at the end of that, 10 years, there will be at least six crews that could be ready to go. Uh, Mars One will have people coming in and out
1: all the time. And will they be the crews that will do the second and third and fourth and fifth after the first crew? Potentially.
0: Potentially. Um, it's so it's you've like got a in good NASA do that, going that too to Mars
1: even if you're not the first. If I manage to get
0: through the all the way to the ten years through the ten years of training, um, I've got a, as good a shot of any as anyone else mm. of going. And so, what's
4: the selection process? You talk about this selection process, and you go through as a team. Um, mm-hmm. What do you? What are they testing? for? How mm. are they trying to knock you out?
0: Yeah, so it's actually knocking out is the, the probably the right term to choose rather than just uh, selecting in because what they've been doing all the way along is, is selecting, not selecting the, who has the right stuff but who doesn't have the right stuff. Mm. So that leaves those who... Are, you know, are in a reasonable pool of, um, of opportunity um, so when we get to the next round of selection which is it's really all about team uh, and that's rounds three and four which is a combined selection process the first part of it is um, the hundred of us that are left worldwide we're brought to this one location we don't know where it is yet mm-hmm. we assume it's in the northern hemisphere <laughs> we've seen some photographs of potential sites being scoped okay. um, it could be Dubai it could be Iceland cool. either oh, would be cool Dubai yeah. Dubai oh, is really cool. Iceland cool.
3: so cool <laughs> It's apparently, you know they have like a theme park there, and apparently they have done like a a um uh what's what I'm looking for a copy a copy mm. of the Las Vegas Strip that's bigger <laughs> than the actual Las Vegas Strip. Yeah, I've been. Imagine, you been to the Las Vegas Strip? Yeah.
1: No, uh, Dubai. Oh yeah, I know you been yeah. to Dubai. Yeah, I, did, I didn't didn't like it that much. You didn't like it. What I what? went there for the architecture. Ah, I mean, I didn't not like it, but it's just. I went to a hostel there to meet people. Mm. I went to the beaches to meet people. I ended up hanging out in the shopping centers, man. Right. And <laughs> it was it was fifty degrees. I went for a swim. The yeah. water was a hundred degrees. Um, but it was just are really they, hard are to they meet accurate people. Numbers. <laughs> oh yeah they were the genuinely long. 100 yeah. degrees <laughs> come on but, bit um, on that. <laughs> oh, it's alright I went there to check out the architecture which I checked out which is good but yeah, yeah I don't know hey Don I've got mm-hmm. one yeah, let's... We,
3: uh, we've got like a science question that we always do at the end and this is a question that as soon as I got in contact with you I really 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 couldn't wait to ask yeah. so and we drew on a little bit about it before in terms of that um, human curiosity and always wanting to yeah. seek further and you know this and that do you do you do you get worried that if you do go to Mars, that's that's the kind of the end for you. Like you, you may not get that next opportunity to see another planet or, or go on further
0: or I sort of see it as the it um the next pathway like it's like most things in life it's you know they're milestones towards the next journey mm. so i never sort of see one thing ending as a door closing yeah i always see it as um, a lot of other doors that i can walk through and i'll see going to mars is exactly the same sort of thing once once we're there it's not over. In fact, it only begins. Yes. You know, we've got an entire new life. We have to set up an entire new society, which isn't just the physical construction, which of course is necessary, mm. but there's all of the research, there's the discovery, um, there's trying to establish what's the right sort of society. And we'll test, and some of the stuff during the training in the 10 years will help determine this we're going to not just learn about obviously psychology and the technical aspects about you know, flying a spaceship um to medical procedures whatever but but also we'll go back to school and, and learn about politics and uh social structure and cultural things because we we're, we're not nasa we don't have to put in place what's in the u.s we don't have to have a judicial system we don't have like the u.s we don't have to have capitalism we don't yeah, we don't need is, money. This yeah. is the most
1: He's, important. This, this is, is really the most exciting, interesting, mm. and important yeah. part. Um, we could do anything. For me, I think. Um, I think is that. Is that all good for good, the bad, and the science? Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, I'm just scared to learn again. <laughs> yeah. I think... <laughs> right, um, and
0: when I get back to your question about selection, yeah, no, I the... was going to
1: dive into it as Sorry, soon as we This would be, yeah. um, be a good section, I reckon. Fine.
0: Yeah, cool. So, we'll rounds that. three and... So, the selection process, the next... The final stage, which is rounds three and four combined, so 100 of us get together and, uh, and we'll be broken up into international teams of about roughly 10 to 15. And uh, and there'll be... what The Mars 100, those are 100 of us that are left. Um, uh, are the remnants of what were over 200,000 people that started the application process. Stage one,
4: just an online application. Send online application, had to do to a video... A
0: had to do a video, yeah. Well, it what
1: did you say the, in your video? Uh,
0: we had to say why we wanted to do it, well, yep. obviously. Um, what our sense of humor was like and right. why we'd make a great a joke. candidate. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> What, what, did what you was your joke?
0: Was my, no, I didn't have to say a joke, I thank like, goodness. I can't remember <laughs> jokes, I'm terrible. Uh what did my the my say? sense yeah. of humour is yeah. a bit more I, I don't mind the odd practical joke. Yeah. So I've got a bit of a dry sense of humour, but I don't I, I like playing little practical jokes occasionally. Um, just you know Just taking the dinner away from your fellow astronaut. <laughs> ah, <Yeah. laughs> uh, uh, you're hungry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> just Taking off the hat. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. oh, gotcha. So, will be right. mate. So, yeah, I don't mind a bit of a joke. Um, so, it was, it was interesting because I guess it, it's important to have a sense of humour because things are going to go wrong. Yeah, for
1: sure. And have if you can't. Martian?
0: <laughs> yes, it goes yes I, I think that's prescribed, <laughs> prescribed viewing for all of us yeah, uh, that's coarse, so, yeah. but out of the 100 of us that are left mm. we're completely gender balanced there's 50 men and 50 women oh. and we're from around, I think we hail from about 35 different countries around the world How so, many Aussies? Uh, there are 7 of us so we're quite well represented
4: Great, Yes. Well done
0: uh, And age range, the youngest, there are Two 20-year-old women, uh, one is a um, Queensland country girl, and the other is a, a young woman in India. And the eldest is a 62-year-old gentleman from Pakistan, wow. Reginald, who's uh, just recently retired. And uh, so it's really di- it's extremely diverse, yeah, which is really it? cool. So and so we come together, and the hundred of us are broken up into these groups that are quite diverse, and have to go through a, a lot of team building exercises yep. essentially to see can we play well with others uh, mm-hmm. for a number of days? And each day they'll be kicking out about 10 to 20 that don't show that they know how to, to work well in each teams. Day is, uh, sorry, each mate, day during part. the selection, yeah. Right. Uh, so And after a handful of days, that'll, they'll have us down to about 40. And those 40 then get put in isolation, get locked away in small groups to see. all right, you've shown you can play well with others. Let's see how you do it under stress and pressure. Yeah, how many
1: people will be playing the game though there? You know, and, uh, yep. bring it back to Big Brother again. You yes, know, when you get a watched by people, and yeah, there's, there's, that's going to be really. Hmm. Interesting because there's going to be so many people that I would imagine that you would see through. Hmm. Like but you yourself, you might be like, "This just doesn't seem like this." guys yeah. but they'll come through. We on know their each other really tests, well. You know, like the Myers Briggs yeah. tests and that. Yeah. personality profiles and but stuff. But That'd still, like through. still that in that testing, you'd be so nervous. And there'd be a lot of people that are trying to please people more than they would normally.
0: Oh, absolutely. But under people, you know? when it comes to like when we get to the isolation stage of the the selection, that's when people will go to form. So their, their true nature and behavior will come out when you're under a lot more stress and pressure yep. uh, when we're, we for example they may decide to um, to make us very tired when people are overtired mm. that's when you see people get cranky or mm. or quiet or whatever it is you know they have their natural responses when they're really overtired yep. um, so those sorts of things to try and bring out the, the true nature of who we are under difficult situations right. and to see how well how well we solve a major problem um, but it's not really about getting the answer correct. It's more about the how process. we deal with conflict and, sure. and work together with this diverse group of people that mm. understand things differently culturally and so forth. So that's really what they're kind of looking for and that'll eventually from that trim us down to, to 24. So that's that's kind of the process. Oh, what to- do those two 20-year-old women, have you spoken to, to them? Uh, we keep in touch with each other on well, we, a number of different ways. The whole hundred of us, we email or... Facebook message or Skype or whatever – just about every day. Like yeah, first yeah. thing I just wake up and.
4: You're excited and you want to get around uh, each other. And like yeah. people,
3: cool. you always yeah. want to talk to life minded people. Yeah, exactly. What, what are their motives for going up there? I mean, they've just started. I mean, I'm only 23 myself. Yeah. yeah. A lot older and wiser than them. But, like, <laughs> what, what, what are their motives for.
0: for well, I mean, for some people, it's a case of this is the sort of stuff they dreamt of when ever since they were a little, little kid, um, no matter how old you are now. Yeah. You know, and so this is. A, and, and it came up as an opportunity when they were still quite youngish, really. 19, they would have been, or 18, 19 when it first got to apply it was two years ago now and, uh, and so for those of us who are a bit older yeah we had those sorts of dreams as kids but you tend to put on the shelf a little bit it's like mm. oh well no astronaut program here in Australia
1: it's probably the biggest number one the number one thing that I could wish to do in my life would be step foot on Mars how cool would 100% it I didn't know about the application process I probably wouldn't have applied yeah you know I'm probably not willing to leave Earth unless I was coming back that's yeah. just me personally you know but I... I can't think of a bigger childhood dream. Not that I dreamt about. I want to go to the
4: moon. I'd much rather see the Earth, than how oh, it is. Nah, no way. Mars I would for me. definitely. My favorite
3: Mars movie of all me. time is Interstellar. Like I've seen it about twenty times. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Interstellar changed my
3: life. It, it's changed my. It, has, has it? <laughs> how did it change your life? <laughs> it did. One hundred percent changed
1: my life. Really? I you started I, growing a beard. I watched it. I watched Interstellar. <laughs> I was sitting right here where yep. I'm sitting now, basically sitting here. And Interstellar finished, and I sat there. The credits were rolling, and my jaw was just open just staring at the screen and this guy who was staying with me Fred he's a real intellectual um, dude from Sydney he walks in the door and he said oh Bill uh, hey what what are you what are you doing there I said oh I was like Fred I just watched Interstellar man it was epic and Fred goes oh it's amazing how grounded in reality it is as well (laughs) <laughs> at the, I looked and went Fucking what Yeah <laughs> Anyway Fred told me about um, The theory of uh, Like A lot of the theories of What's the th- About the um, Going so fast Through time and space mm. That your clock oh, slows yeah, down Yeah yeah Is that the theory of What's
3: that General relativity
1: realti- no. Is that the theory of relativity No 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 uh, Whatever that is yeah, Whatever no. that theory is oh. So I started It literally lit a fire You know A fire in me to Start to Get back into learning Mm. learning and studying so yep. all I do now is listen to podcasts about I listen to um, Space Talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah. The Infinite Monkey Cage with Brian Cox which are all astrophysics and Brian Cox yeah, is amazing yeah yep. and and listen to all the Rogan podcasts with anything anything that's interesting out of left field and now like I'm about to start doing the great courses courses on all these things that interest me I didn't do any of this shit six months ago before I watched Interstellar yeah 100% cool. I would kind of like hadn't forgotten about learning but I wasn't mm. excited to learn about yeah. all these aspects that I'd never put any time and effort into
0: That's something ignited it yeah. ignited something
1: in you 100% yeah, ignited yeah. now now all like Graham Hancock and all the all the books that I bought and the the thinking about going to try an ayahuasca in Peru started from Interstellar mm. like it all started from that one thing it literally interstellar changed my whole excited me about
3: learning again oh of course it is yeah time dilation which is a form of general yeah. relativity yeah yeah that's what yeah, I thought of course it is yeah that's what yeah it's the best movie of all time so like of
1: good. all time <laughs> of all time
0: you've got hey, underlined hey, many, many many yeah. times bold. Time time <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's right because time is uh, time is relevant with that <laughs> well that's <Yeah>.
0: the, <laughs> <It's> <laughs>
4: the one big variable was oh, questions there. Yeah. <laughs> hey I've got a quick question you mentioned before you um, that uh, those two ladies were obviously youngish you said mm-hmm. and then it's a long process what happens if you happen to – or anyone happens to meet a partner and they mm. choose they want to have kids or they want to go on a different path? Is it an easy out to be committed? Whole team would go, right?
0: The Whole team leaves yep. the training program at
4: that stage. Right. So it's one out, all of three others out.
0: Yeah, but it's like that. I mean, the NASA crew's getting ready for uh, any of the, the major missions uh, to, to – uh, the moon obviously as well I mean anytime someone's sick you have to replace the whole crew Mm. so you can't just replace a person because you've all been trained with very specific roles so each team of each crew of four will have two people trained in medical procedures two in dental etc so if someone's out dental yeah yeah, going kind to of do extractions. Yeah, and, I suppose. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so, so you yeah, you do leave a massive gap. You can't just stick one person in, and there's like that cultural aspect to yeah. the best fit. Proven to work together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ocean, so. so you're
4: you're now, oh, for the last two years, have devoted your life to it. You you pretty much you don't do you have a wall up now saying oh I can't get into it. I'm just assuming no but not, I don't even want to assume. No, for myself, that's fine but me but me let's like. just say that uh, you are single and No, is, no, I'm in a relationship. You're in a relationship? Yeah, yeah. Explain and then, how that? Is.
0: Yeah, she's she's fantastic. She okay. supports everything I want to do. I mean, I spend because I'm not fully employed by Mars one at all. Um, Mars one haven't employed any of us until we get through the next round of selection. Mm-hmm. I spend half my life doing my PhD. I'm doing a PhD at RMIT Uni in environmental engineering. Yep. And the other half of my life well kind of half my life doing Mars One Mm. stuff I do a a lot of speaking at schools I go and speak at schools about space science and uh, science but not just that but I love going and speaking at like girls schools Mm. to get them to think that you can do anything you really want to it's okay and I usually always try and bring up Mental health when I'm at schools too, because it's a huge issue, and it's fantastic to see the kids really respond to to discussions around mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so I do a lot of that um, in my spare time. While
1: um, we're on the uh, while we're on the family uh, family thing, are your mm-hmm. parents both? With us or Yeah yeah And my how, parents... did they, how did they React to the whole um, The whole announcement
0: My mother is I think my biggest fan Really She's so lovely um, And in fact uh, I can guarantee She will listen To this podcast I think she, um I think Hey, mum
1: <laughs> hey, my, my, my I think my, my mum's <laughs> my, my biggest i think generally your mother is your biggest fan. yeah <laughs> my even if you're, you're a shithead <laughs> 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 even if you're just a terrible and my brother's yeah. uh, the one who will stick yeah
0: to my my um, brothers have been fantastic They've, i've got three brothers so i have my twin brother um dave up in queensland and i've got two brothers here uh, in melbourne that's um peter and brian and uh, just really supportive and um just think it's fantastic what I'm doing and my nieces and nephews so all their kids um, think that I'm obviously that very interesting aunt yes um, which is cool so I've got to give them a bit of credit at school sometimes I think uh, but my dad my dad's great he's he's I think it's a, a thing of that generation fathers of that era my father's in his uh, mid to late 70s uh, He very quiet but really supportive always mm. been supportive of whatever I wanted to do so I'm really fortunate not everyone's been as lucky as me some of the other guys mm. in the Mars 100 um, their parents haven't been happy at all mm. or not quite designed but not spoken to them and that, mm-hmm. mine were like oh my god that's a amazing
1: you know, are yeah, really yeah. excited it's it was- a selfish reaction so- though isn't it from yeah. the
4: parents or the other people it's
1: but you know- it's, pr- it's pride as well you know it's like yeah. imagine you know like you see uh, do you watch vikings no so vikings like the vikings when they would go and try and when they would go and try and find france or new land and England. you know all the all the um all the men and there were some women that would go on the ship and they were kissing their loved ones goodbye because you never knew if they were going to come back but they were out exploring and everyone was proud of them hmm. and that's what I think your parents have obviously yeah. gone with the more the the pride is the overriding factor rather than the, the oh, thought absolutely. of losing the physical contact with you and stuff, which is what obviously the other parents that are not taking it so well. And it's
0: only a physical factor. It's only a physical contact too. I mean, if mm. if I do get to be in the final cruise that get to go to Mars, and um, I'll have internet. Yeah, I'll be able to video message with mum. I'll keep my Facebook page up to the date. Yeah. There'll be mum will keep. You know, stalking <laughs> me online.
1: Just, yeah. That's a legend. What do you guys have to say? I'm just walking on Mars. Do you know yeah.
4: yeah.
0: the Mars
1: Check rover's right, got like five million Twitter followers? Oh yeah, really. When they found water on Mars, they found it. It was announced through a tweet from the Mars rover. <laughs> oh, very cool. So good, right? That's interesting. Yes, I have yeah? a Twitter
0: account too. Very important. Snapchat, yep. you name it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's all up there. Instagram, Snapchat
3: would be so cool. how <laughs> <laughs> <I told> do you want <laughs> Snapchat? Yeah. Oh god, oh, god, that'd be
0: awesome. I'd just send one back on the toilet.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm not doing anything cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we yeah, are really lucky. My um, parents are very, very supportive, and I did. I lived in Europe for a while um, a number of years ago and when I moved to Belgium back in or I think it was two thousand
1: Where you live in Belgium? In Brussels
0: so actually not very Belgium's far great. not very far from where the recent um, mm. uh, tragedy you was I've
1: got somewhere. a friend in Antwerp Antwerp's amazing yeah. to be Belgium's a there.
0: Belgium's a surprise It's so country. underrated It's nearly exactly. my favourite country in Europe I think that's why I like it as well people yeah. go oh yeah I'll we'll just go to France I mean I love France I love France I love Germany I, I love Europe full mm. stop um, but they, they forget that there's this little country in the middle that. That kind of gets caught up in everything oh, else, and so good. it's really like it. mm, great chocolate.
1: Before, before we um, had good bad in the science, which is the government mm. aspect. So, I think um, this is the most interesting thing of the whole. Uh, this is the most interesting part of the whole experience for me, for you guys, having to um, to start your own, or having the ability to start your own government. Ooh. So that's insane.
0: Who do you want? And do you have to have a leader? I mean, that's I some don't of think the you
4: stuff. should have to have a leader. Well, well you to do whatever you want. So what? 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 Exactly? Actually, are you governed by the director of Mars One? Nope.
0: No, no, no. What we'll be doing during the ten years of training is actually working out what sort of governance structures is going to work best for for us for each individual crew. So and we'll practice those each year during our isolation training. Mm. Um, how does it work? Is, you know, this crew over here might decide, are oh, we really hierarchical? So we're going to go with you know you're going to be deletable. and others might be more of a Zeitgeist sort of you know movement. And others yeah. might be like, oh it's just completely about consensus. So, so there's so many different ways of decision making and 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 structures, organisational. Structure mm. that we'll be able to play with and test before we go. You need and a philosopher on board.
1: Yeah, well, that's I think inci- that's the yeah, biggest sure. question.
3: Really interesting. In all Surely, time. there's only a matter of time before certain personality types start to take take over. What is that movie? That sorry, that book that I'm thinking about? Surely, you know, Which, with all those those <laughs> Lord kids. Lot of flies.
0: Yes. Yeah, lot yeah, of Lord the the flies. flies. Yeah. Lot of the flies. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like that. But I suspect, though, with the the psych the profiling that's being done, uh, and also during the ten years of training. That sort of behaviour, mm-hmm. those sorts of people will will come. You will yeah. see them bubble up to the top, and yep. I don't think yeah. that they will last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you can't fake it so what about
1: no. what about the what about this is the thing though? Like the first four people that get there get mm-hmm. to start their own governance. Mm-hmm. Then, does that mean that their governance reigns supreme? Like, I know not No, no, not, no, supreme, no, no but, it's a
0: it's a really good
1: question. The fourth and fifth uh, sorry, the mm-hmm. fifth, sixth, seventh and eighth people that get there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. It's such a huge question because mm. if in 500 years time there's a million people living on Mars yep. you want it to be done fucking better than the governance that's living on Earth what we've done cuz the governance on this planet sucks Yeah. It doesn't work. I don't know how to fix it. So obviously that's not what I'm trying to do and trying to say I know any answers which I don't. But if if, for example, we could take it back mm. two thousand years, we wouldn't set up the government, the government system that we have we'll in place. Do things differently. You would think we would do as long things. as you're like- adaptable. I think that's probably what you're going to go but for. We're too, we're yeah. too, too to yeah. You know, we're too entrenched now to, to wipe it all and go. Okay, let's let's, let's think about the again. new best system for the planet, which is what yeah. we would probably do if we were given the chance on Mars. Yeah. So that's why I think it's that for me is just. And it it's intimidating, and- but what's
0: exciting is that um, this couldn't be done with a government organisation. NASA couldn't do this mm. because they'd have to all follow the Absolutely. US systems. Same thing with Roscosmos; you know, they have to be the, the Russian systems and so forth. So, Mars One, a not-for-profit international, doesn't have to run by the same structures as any particular nation, which makes gives us the freedom to be able to determine what will work suitably for that community that's going to be growing on Mars. And, and your point about the evolution of a society as it gets larger, one of the things that I've heard um, Dr. Norbert Kraft, who's the head of the selection committee, um, chief medical officer, talk about is that um, over time as well, they'll during the 10 years of training, they'll look to try and integrate some of those crews together to see does your structure and your structure work how's this work no that's not going to work as this team gets larger having this type of structure we have to change things so it allows us to test some of this stuff uh, to see how adaptable they are as as
4: communities is the process too early to form an opinion like what's your opinion on how it will
0: Uh, look and this would just be completely personal at the moment it's too early to say, To say, and it's going to completely depend upon the sort of team I'm in mean, to start with. So, the crew, how do people feel about um, decision-making and things like that. So, um, for me, I kind of expect the first crews to be pretty much, I mean, looking after each other. Yeah. So, survival mm. is the key. Yeah. I think it'll
1: be, be easier at the start. It's
0: going to I be very, be, it's be going to be, be easier, easy. And, and I suspect that there'll be p- points of time when someone obviously has an area of expertise that... Uh, people will naturally defer to yeah, someone yeah. with expertise like look i'm not the expert in it so i need you to give me the, the rundown yes. what's the best yeah. choice on this great and but i suspect that all of these crews will should be able to be open to a discussion and debate and understand why why is that a better choice than something else mm. uh, that's the key i think is yeah, the openness
1: i think it's the i think the the first you know five or six or seven have how haven't many crews mm come over in the first 20 years I think that's yeah that's I think that's fine it's just the mm. it's the long-term thing that you have to have some sort of a discussion and idea yeah. about which yep. is so mind-boggling for me it's it's exciting mm. like you could have such a better system and a, a more fair and just system and yep. and you know yeah. because that's just what we don't have I was reading a book um, why nations fail mm. which is about um, mm. why nations fail why we have poverty in Africa why yep. we have you know um we we're a lot better in Money the western power. in the in the western world and it's yeah. um it's really interesting and uh i just think if it's a it could end up being you know that it's just it's a much i don't know a better scenario to live on mars under a new system in 500 years' time than the current systems that are entrenched on this planet. It's
3: also that be- different systems work with different populations. Mm. Absolutely.
0: I mean, you've got a society on Mars or that'll be a society that's the premise of it's being able to continue is that they everybody needs to help each other to survive. So yep. there's an, ass, a, an essence of this fabric of the society that's always going to be around having to help each other because... I'm not going to be able to thrive unless you thrive. Exactly. And you won't thrive unless we thrive. Exactly. So it, um, yep. I think that will be – And that's
3: different nowadays, isn't it? I it mean, is not it There are lots of people that I don't have to rely on to survive and in yeah. other parts of the world and stuff. And, and yeah. what is
1: the plan for the growth of the mm. the, the colony?
0: Over time as in like um, population. Yeah, yeah like Just, with
1: Mars One yeah. in the, in the, the plans I have now – Yep. what's it? The-
0: Mars One has said that um, they don't want any of the early crews having kids at all. They'll continue to send up crews every two years, as I mentioned before. So yep. it will continue to grow incrementally um, for for decades. Okay. Uh, eventually, you know, humans will be humans, and but the challenge is that it's unknown about whether it will be safe yes. for a human to have a child. And that's so the concept is um, you could imagine that animal husbandry. Will be tested first. Can can an animal have um, successfully conceive uh, gotcha. and and can it you know, give birth? I have no and idea what can animal a- husbandry yeah. meant. So oh. I was thinking. <laughs> Sorry, um, uh, animals yeah. having children, <laughs> looking after and breeding animals. Yes, gotcha. um, so they've already done um, a number of uh, rat. Tests and so forth uh, in space. I like have uh, rats can uh, have. There's no problems with aspects of um, of breeding in the way that they um, <laughs> actually like can yeah, have. They have a yeah, 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 that's not a problem. Well, uh, think- although, although in saying that, I mean there are there are aspects of microgravity. Um, fluids are affected by mm. uh, gravity, of
1: course, and so and uh, same thing. Microgravity, technically, rate- man.
0: Um, so it's zero gravity or 38 percent of Earth's gravity. So uh, just lesser um, gravity. Lesser gravity. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. And radiation as well. So fertility is affected by um, yeah, radiation uh, as well. Uh, so, uh,
1: Don't they think there might be long, kind of strange-looking kids born?
0: Uh, if, I don't that know that weird that. about long.
1: Right now. <laughs> green green kind of <laughs> That's what I read eyes. on BBC.com.
0: <laughs> like, the challenges I think, it will be around uh, radiation. Uh, yep. When it comes to uh, a child born on Mars, it'll be about protecting protecting the mother um, and also the potential father, because of course yep. you know the the success of conception is two people, uh, and uh, yep. and men are actually usually have a, a higher risk of infertility by, uh, it, when exposed to radiation than women do, of course, because you know the ovum is a lot. Bigger than the sperm, it's so it's much more, a bit more protection. Yeah, um, it's all inside for a woman, not so outside. So lots of reasons why you know, infertility could be a problem for males as well. Um, women, um, you, know, you want to make sure you're protecting that that fetus for as long as possible and reducing exposure to radiation so that they mm. you know, actually can get to that birth stage yeah. uh, healthily. You know, yeah.
3: they say you shouldn't stand too close to a microwave or you shouldn't mm. have your computer on your laptop, on your lap mm. for, uh, for a long amount of time purely because of that reason. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So do you think um,
1: do maybe in the future, wouldn't it be weird if... So remember how... Um, I just remember how... You know how I just spoke about... Um, I think I read something. Like I have no real basis with this but with, the, the with, scientist? with the,
0: <laughs> make it up as you go along
1: <laughs> with Spin the lack of point, Dexter. <laughs> with the lack of gravity I remember reading somewhere maybe that with a lack of gravity it would make the the children would be born with different proportions because you're really
3: holding on to this one aren't you <laughs>
1: no because I just think that if if it gets to the point where we can have kids on Mars but the kids the children come out and they're... It's going to be harder to push them out. Pieces of spaghetti. Skinnier, skinnier and leaner, mm. like they grow differently. Won't it be weird to, if in 50 years' time we decide to populate Mars and start to have children inside of the colony if they just look like Martians? <laughs> Well, they, they well, have genuine be question. Being born into zero gravity is going to have an immediate effect. That's what I mean. Well, so yeah. if they grow and look differently, will it be like, hey, let's populate Mars? But even but, though it's still humans, it'll be there'll be Martians because they live on well, Mars. Well, the
0: first person born on Mars will naturally be a Martian. Yeah. That's
1: yeah. that's right. But I mean, just the fact that we'll be breeding. We could be breeding a species that doesn't look like humans. But yeah. they're not going, Isn't to but like, I mean, they going to be born into zero gravity, are they?
3: They're going to be born into... 38% of gravity.
0: 38%, so there will be gravity. There uh, will be gravity. So fluids will still move in I'm gravity. I'm just running a fucking yeah. science yeah. fiction <laughs> movie
3: right now. Uh, uh, what do you want to call it? But
0: there, look, uh, there's potential for the things Martian to be... <laughs> <laughs> for so fetal development and also the development of, of an infant um, can still be affected by, by radiation and... Um, uh, uh, as well as as gravity too, mm. but um, so we don't know. Radiation's concern. the big one. Yeah. We, we, there's a lot of fetal abnormalities that occur through exposure to radiation here on this planet. Mm. So it's. You know, but not, you're
4: also talking a long time away, you know. So it's every every two years, um, four four new people come up, mm. and uh, you know you're going to sideline a mum for years. So mm. you really want to make sure that everyone's established before you remove. Sure. Some influential person yeah. that's there that is the key for the yeah. setup, you know.
0: So I mean, and, and look, honestly, we don't know what's going to happen. Mm. We no, we can. A lot of the things I've been talking about are just from research that's been done by uh, NASA and other scientists about what happens um, to uh, during pregnancy um, when exposed to radiation or lesser gravity or, or, or similar sorts of risks. So we have no idea because no one's been to Mars. Exactly.
4: That's part of the we fight, are human really. experiments. Just yep. Snapchat us when you're up there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I will.
0: Have
1: a look at this kid we just had.
3: He's yeah. <laughs> got three eyes.
1: <laughs> what, about, um, what about in the future? Are you going to be able to harness the natural resources of mm. Mars to keep building um, the colony rather than sending stuff up from – because I know that on the International Space Station mm. there's a 3D printer. I don't know how yes. 3D printers work. But uh, is that the plan? Are you going to be able mm. to use natural resources in Mars to – Continue to Definitely. build the resources over there? Oh, the- yeah,
0: the, the concept is for the community to become as self-sufficient as possible as quickly as possible. Yes. So you're not reliant on, on earth. Yeah. I mean, to, to be a sustainable community, you can't, c- you can't keep sending stuff up. That's not going to work. So the the concept is for a number of years to to continue to send up supplies as in like landing modules that will become the living quarters and that but eventually start to build them using the <coughs> regoliths so that the rocks on mars is there's plenty of rock on mars that's mm. not too difficult um when it comes to 3d printing that's going to be a must that's going to be a part of any sort of space exploration in the future yeah uh, mars 1's had its um its life support systems assessed by paragon who do the work with NASA in this sort of area too and uh, one of the recommendations has been that um, you need to make sure that you include uh, a lot of plans for 3D printing so additive printing so 3D printing so that for your supplies be able to reproduce your own supplies as you need to on Mars Mm. Uh, so that's really it's it's a must I know people that 3D print food today. NASA actually, NASA, NASA did an interesting uh, research project where they had someone 3D print a pizza. So wow. a food, I, yeah. I haven't so, tasted. I it. I have no
4: idea what that's like. <laughs> I want a 3D pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of food, then what uh, initially? What are you going to be eating for the first four years?
0: Uh, well, for the first few months, it's going to be continued to be consuming space food. So nice. freeze dried stuff that you rehydrate. Uh, but eventually, I uh, One of the first projects that we'll have when we get to Mars, other than completing aspects of construction, is to start to grow stuff. So hydroponics, um, so a lot of plant-based food Mm -hmm. predominantly. And uh, so Mars One's concept is hydroponics supported by... um, by insects and algae so okay. you get a really which are very very high in Algae is meant to be great for us Fantastic mm. so really high in omega-3s yeah. uh, also in protein iron uh, calcium as well which sometimes um, isn't as efficiently consumed through plants uh, so especially iron for example mm. there's yeah there might be a heap of iron in a lot of plant food but it's non-heme iron and so it's yep. you, you need to eat 20,000 times more of it yep. than you do heme iron to be able to have it absorbed efficiently so insects are fantastic. I have crickets pretty regularly. I've been eating crickets and cricket powder for a while yeah. now. Uh, I added. I use it uh, as a supplement in my diet. So right? Like, yeah, yeah. Instead of spices, I tend to throw some a couple of grams of cricket powder in my stir fry or whatever. Really? Yeah, what yeah. What does yeah. it taste like? Um, it's they're like well, the exoskeleton of a cricket is exactly the same compound as the exoskeleton of a prawn. So okay. if you if you grill a prawn and you chew the outside, you know, it's sort of got a um, a briny. A sort of slightly salty mm. kind you know of flavour XO scale.
1: XO well, sounds so, yeah. so interstellar
0: so we're doing a prawn shell and I'm like
3: pounces. fucking XO Skell yeah. well I'm so excited. <laughs> people call me the prawn <laughs> do they? because you, uh, you kind of prawn, bite the head like, off and <laughs> keep the body <laughs> really sucks bodies <laughs> for your bodies your body's
0: so I'm really quite cricket's are really Quite tasty. A friend of mine refers to them as land prawns. Yeah, right, land prawns or lawns,
1: depending on what you want to call <laughs> it. I call them lawns. I'm never better. <laughs> um, sweet. So, what about exploration? What about um, it, obviously setting up the colony and getting everything up and running is priority number one. Mm-hmm. Is priority number two getting out and look? Are you going to be able to travel long distances to explore when you're over there? Is there going to be um, a system for that, or is it just going to be in the? You're going to have a vicinity. You're going to be able to.
0: With the, fir- the early around? crews, with the early crews, because we'll will be quite limited with our resources, um, so we will have
1: Is it like uh, a limited Martian radius. Where you have a ba- a, like you have a battery-powered rover that can only go so far. We'll
0: have it. We'll have two rovers on the planet. We'll be there before the first crew get there because they'll be doing the work to establish um, the actual colony, like click it all in place, essentially. Click it all. And in place. Uh, yeah, a bit like a Lego set. Sweet. Um, uh, but they're you know limited in their range, of course. So that's one of the, the challenges. We won't be able to go excessively long. Distance Distances for quite some time um, unless we do a bit of a modification under the hood. <laughs> so, Matt Damon's my, my
1: ride. <laughs> Put a TV in there. So, because one of the printer. things that if, if we're to try and find out whether life has existed on Mars mm. is, I don't know how much you know about that, I don't know very much, but... Like, getting an ice core sample from yeah. the poles would would be one of the smartest, most efficient ways to find out if there was life on Mars, right? But you're yeah. not going to be able to make it to the poles, would you?
0: Uh, well, the poles are going to be a bit far away for us. Yeah. Um, the concept is that we'd be in the northern plains, um, probably around the 35 to 40 degree um, line. And so, so
1: it'd like be a bit a, of a hike a, to the north. In a Euro- like, if you're looking at yeah. a world map, you're in Europe, Europe. kind of. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's nice.
0: So, mid Europe sort of Europe's thing. nice. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like Europe. Um, but so we won't get to the north um, probably in in my lifetime, uh, right. most likely. But uh, uh, oh, but it's oh, not that's... to say that we won't find aspects of of life or things that indicate For life sure. on Mars. They there's it's not just in the poles that you might find this. I mean, um, yeah. How else uh, do you go about it? Uh, anywhere where there's uh, caves, mm-hmm. like underground sort of areas. Warmth? So there's anywhere where it's going to be a bit warmer as mm. well so anything so, if you can get towards the more equatorial regions yep. um so if you're looking at different um i suppose elevations as well so um places that are a little bit
1: lower so this is uh, for warm. this is for life right now as we speak microbial life Yeah,
0: potentially yeah yeah microbial yeah. life um which is it's possible it's, mm, it's theorized sure. um i don't expect to find little green men but i do Think there's the potential for some sort of microbial life form on Mars. Ooh, that'll be cool. That'll be amazing. I know. And, and one amazing. of the things we'll be trained on during the ten years is um, exobiology, which is the study of extraterrestrial life. Wow,
3: That's that, so is, that is that is so. Do you wish they had
0: that when you're at school? Oh, uh, listen <laughs> to what you
3: just said. Matt, <laughs> that was <the> so <laughs> about parabolas. <laughs> <It> sucked.
1: <laughs> I don't think people would take into account. See, people think of aliens and extraterrestrial life as in you know, ET. Mm. People think of ET, the little little green man. You know, that's what they think of when they think of aliens. And yep. is there life out there? But they don't think of microbial life, like mm. fungus that might be growing yeah. on a rocky Mars. But that's yeah. just as important. That is Isn't oh, that what You would like, think of. That's what, what I think of. It? Yeah. No, I'm yeah, talking about general I'm talking about like yeah. the general population yeah
3: if, it's just it's they such think a of the Hollywood sc- version of an alien mm. yeah that's right. anything alien is just not from the earth yes yeah.
1: that's yeah. right and so how
3: cool would it be to, to validate that by finding this sort of stuff on Mars how ignorant would it be to assume that we're the only people out here yeah. you know if we're if there's on the next planet there's something living yeah. and there's yeah. what trillions and trillions of galaxies mm. there's it's definitely really nice. another Tom Hearn out there <laughs> just on the, on the <laughs> podcast <laughs> radio the singing a song
1: <laughs> um, yeah, because I think I think that would be the most important breakthrough for mm. humanity um, is showing that we're not – I think it would break a lot of borders and religious oh, borders. I most think, definitely. I think it becomes us as humans rather than us as Catholics or yep. I'm not religious but like Catholics or atheists or um, Australians and mm. – you know Kiwis yep Myanmarians I think um, I think it'll be just it'll be so huge but I think with the microbial life thing it won't kick in for people people want to see they want to see ET but this is the
0: I think the microbial life aspect is will be such a huge and significant step I mean we used to think that the universe or the sun revolved around the earth Mm -hmm. and then eventually someone realised oh it's the other way it goes the other way around Um, so you know we continually put ourselves in the middle and everything else around us um, and just to be able to change it to go actually there are other things out there it's not just us that's there so true you know, true. Do you yeah, know that there
1: was so. a really good quote that I um, that I heard the other day and it was this was talking about the um, there's the the theory um, I forget what it's called but the where are they theory mm. why haven't they called it it's, it's the Tomohan theory (laughs) I forget what it's called but um, it's basically talking about the fact that if there is life out there how come we don't know about it how come we haven't been contacted how come we can't this and that and that's such a crock of shit because it's pretty fucking hard to you know to space travel Mm. but the biggest thing was everybody thinks about the fact that we haven't found any life in the 500 planets that we have been able to Assess because they can assess through the the Mm -hmm. gases and the makeup of the planet if there's probably been life on that planet. And they've been able to do that with 500 planets now. So they say, we haven't found life on 500 planets. Well, we have. We found we're one out of 500. So people think of it as zero out of 500, Mm. you know, and there's billions and billions of galaxies with billions and billions of planets, zillions and trillions and whatever. (laughs) But it's not even, it's not, people look at it the wrong way. Because they look, they're looking at... We've seen 500 planets and there's nothing else out there. But it's one in 500. Mm. Mm. And the, the unchecked rest of the universe is 60 trillion billion. Yeah. Never-ending amount of... It's funny. It's, like, cool. it's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I think another
3: cool way to look... I think that's a really good way to look at things. Like, you know, atheists aren't really that different from... Uh, religious people They just believe in One less God Than most of the other people do Yeah <laughs> Same sort of thing yeah. You know? That's right But it's amazing to think Like how You know How we can identify Whether there could be life On, on other planets Just based on gases And stuff yeah. like you said mm. Do you know who the first person Was to figure out. that out To feel I oh, want that Isaac Newton When he looked um, In that little spectrum of light Coming through In, in a cylinder mm-hmm. In a prism And the, the the All of the The bands of light You know Came through And there was the colours The rainbow Yep but they can now identify um, the, the gases that come through our, our Earth, or the gases that make up our Earth based on the amount of light that comes through. Mm-hmm. And the the ones that are similar to Earth out there are the ones that maybe have potential for life. And I think um, one of Jupiter's moons, what's the name of it? Um... Uh, yeah, it's got Europa, Europa. It's
1: got the fro. It's good. Yeah, Europa. Yeah. Yeah. Europa. It's got the yeah.
3: frozen. The frozen. Uh, the frozen. <laughs> yeah, I think that was oceans. something to do with that. Yeah, the frozen oceans. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, potential for life. It's amazing, isn't it? See, that's another one in our solar system that mm. you know. The
1: other thing I don't understand about like life on other planets is why do we think I'm? Um, see, I'm not also. I'm not a scientist, but why do we think that life can only exo- um, exist in the Goldilocks zone because that's where we exist? Yeah, exactly. Surely, there's types yeah. of life that is made up with different structures of. Adams yeah of course like it just it's so silly to me yeah. i think like surely there's got to be stuff out there that doesn't exist under the parameters that we exist yeah so we
0: continue to um anthropomorphize everything yeah. don't we it's like if, you know we relate to things that we can see ourselves in uh, much more closely than podcast so yeah, yeah. <laughs> well Sorry. done Diane. Gold gold. Gold. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you're right though i mean like there are like certain um organisms and stuff that literally die during the winter months and then are reborn so we can't do that but they're on the earth and they can do that so why can't something like that happen out there
0: it's even just a, we we plant the plant and animal world that we have a lot more contact with we have a stronger um i suppose connection with the animal world because why because it they bleat or they talk or they communicate in ways that we can understand mm. and yet the plant world does it too. Mm. You know, the plant world is living and yet we're quite happy to stick them in pots as opposed to, you know, something in a pen. Yeah. Um, we're quite happy to, to pull them out before they've lived their life. And yet we talk about, no, you can't do that too and don't put that animal down. So, why do what gives us the right to end the life of Definitely something else? I,
3: know. I think, uh, was it Mac? Did you link me? Or was it Bill? Yeah. So- one of you
1: guys. Oh, about the plants that plants have feelings? Yeah, have no, feelings. That, that was me and oh, you guys yeah. laughed at me. No, uh-huh. that no, no me. they are. Bullshit, they that was me.
4: No, no, I, I told you how after a DMT thing.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. I, I linked he, that to Tommy last week. Yeah, he linked
3: me an actual article. Me and Bill were talking about it. Yeah, science I don't discovered that plants back, have so I'm, feelings. I'm
1: with yeah, that right. to some I degree. I agree with that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Because it's 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 that another whole ridiculous conversation that we could try and have. Plants have consciousness, why is consciousness inside of like our brain is our brain do we know for a fact that our brain is what creates consciousness and how did it get there why is it there why does it leave if plants are a living thing what's to say that they don't have a different and and they, they definitely communicate with each other. Yeah, they do. yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And they, and if like if a plant, if, if there's a predator on some certain plants, they release pheromones that will put that predator mm. off. Exactly. Like they know how to, you know, stick up for themselves and stay alive. So what were you, what were you talking about when you had? I was just saying that yeah, plants. Oh, we def- gave you shit because we gave you shit, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it wasn't like, on the podcast.
4: Go. Maybe we were just talking, but yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, plants like. I was- I'm just going to repeat everything Diane said. Yeah, they communicate and they have feelings and yeah. Avatar they style.
0: learn. That they can see things just differently to how we see things. Like there's um, evidence that plants, when they're laying down their roots, um, they will start to a root will start to move around a rock before it even touches the rock. It's like, oh, there's a rock there. I better go around that. So Just because it hasn't got eyes, doesn't I mean mm. it can't see or sense things. Is anyone keen to eat a salad? Right?
3: Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not. Please don't
0: eat me. Uh,
1: that's the biggest ET voice too. <laughs> um,
0: so we moved a little bit away from space, but it's yeah, still. Nah, it's good. You know, that's good. It's, it's, it's all part. Of, I guess it's we're all connected. It's we're all yep. connected. It doesn't matter what. We're all. What do they say? You know, we're all made of
4: stars. Yeah, that's right. I, uh, I actually touched on this in my book. <laughs> um, <laughs>
3: Let's I, just I, give it a plug. I
4: mentioned. Uh, I mentioned that um, we are just consciousness, and we are like. Sunbeams. We don't know where... So you're, you're physically sitting over there and I'm here, mm. but you have this energy around you that I don't know where you stop and I start. Mm. And we are sunbeams just like meeting other sunbeams. And just like a wave in the ocean doesn't... There is, you know, no start and stop to that wave because it's, it's forever going. Mm. So, you know, when... Um, you know, a real classic example is someone's radiating heat. That's you know, it's off them, but you can feel their heat. You know, thirty centimeters away. So, that's what you know, consciousness is, is and that's you know, our energy. Mm. Mm. Mm, definitely.
1: What do you think about um, <clears throat> what do you think about terraforming Mars? All this talk mm. that Elon Musk. Obviously, if you guys are over there, Elon Musk probably can't nuke the poles, but. Um, <laughs> I'd hope not. But um, <laughs> obviously, it's a very. A very fan, um, fantastical idea, I don't know if that's a word, but to, to terraform Mars. Mm. There's a lot of guys that believe that's the future of mankind, um, that we have to terraform Mars. Obviously, Mars One's just a step to just have a colony on Mars without mm. terraforming it. I'm not going to pretend that I know how long it would take to terraform Mars. I know that there's ways that we can do it. Yep. What's your thoughts on the future of living on Mars? For the,
3: yeah, Felicis, can you join us?
1: Terraform. Define. Yep. Terraform means turning Mars from an uninhabitable planet the way that it naturally is to a habitable planet. Okay. And we can we can we can do, we can put the changes in place to make that happen. And so, the, like the what uh, Dubai has done to the desert?
0: Well, it's uh, the, the key areas of terraforming. Um, I'll just touch on that before I discuss the um, why. You know, the, the pros oh, sure, and cons, sure. of what Mars One's position is on this. Um, the to terraform Mars would be to make it, to make it habitable means to ensure that we could breathe the air. Uh, At the moment, um, the no air oxide. on Mars is pretty much all carbon dioxide, tiny bit of oxygen, nitrogen, argon, etc., but about ninety-five percent carbon mm-hmm. dioxide, so it's toxic to us. Mm-hmm. Um, other is obviously water, so it's frozen in the soil, but it's 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 there. Um, so the concept is if you heated the planet up a bit more. Would water become running again? Uh, and and Mars has gone through. It's in essentially like an ice age at the moment. It's gone through its hot and cold periods. It it's it's had um, it's had movements of its axial tilt of about forty degrees in the last couple of million years. And so what that means is um, it's actually it's moved so there's a lot more sun it, in the past. There's been more sun um, on more parts of the planet. So it's actually been a lot warmer in the past. Um, so the idea of having had liquid water on Mars in you know uh, millennia, uh, billions of years ago, not out of this concept at all or out of this world. Yes. Well, there's uh, all
1: the formations in the in the – in the um, soil, mm. in that where it looks like old running remnants of where a river would be, and where yeah, you see like
3: yeah. um, parts of it like meandering off, Geo- and you see those kind of formations of horseshoes. Yeah,
0: correct. And, and some of it's um, dust formed, and some of it is uh, historically been potentially thought to be created through through movement of water. Mm. Lava has been a big one as well. It's mm. formed yeah. a lot right. of the the, um, sort of the shapes of the planet. So, um, and impact craters is another one too during the bombardment period. Yeah yeah um, the, the northern plains is thought to have been an area that might have been hit by the size of something like pluto <laughs> uh, huge about 40% of the planet was from a single as uh, like the, the plains is about from a single impact um so could terraforming happen it could the concept could work you'd have to heat the planet up and so to create Greenhouse gases. We're yeah. very good just at heating things up. <laughs> oh. Really good at that on this Let's planet. Do what we did here. Really yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went pretty well. I had a, weather... I had a big meal just then, <laughs> <laughs> and it's really warm in here now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Um, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> could we do it in a way that is controlled? I think we find that very challenging to do on our own planet. Um, to That's what get... I mean. That's the yeah. question
1: I wanted to have because everyone's talking about for humanity to. Um, to survive forever what we're doing with this planet we have to terraform Mars it's like hang on a fucking second we're not going to eradicate whatever we do with this planet we're not going to eradicate every single human if we have the ability to terraform Mars why don't we just fix up Earth <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> that's a big question um, so yeah I, I think that it would be a challenge for us and maybe a lot of hubris or pride uh, to think that we can go and just well we can't quite get it right here let's go to this fixer upper of a planet yeah it should be right yeah tweak a few dials and should be perfect we'll live there forever and ever, i amen, and we'll be fine um, I think it's pretty you know big of us tiny little ants sure. that we are in the universe to think we could do that Agreed. I think
1: we could I think we'll terraform Mars though yeah. in the future well you just think of like what people thought like that physics the impossible we were talking about what you think people thought was impossible 500 years ago and what mm. we're doing now Ugh. imagine if we're around in 5000 years we'll have a like it won't just with science yeah that's what I'm gonna say just <laughs> the science just the science but with um,
0: that, what did he say science the shit out of it
1: yeah yeah science the <laughs>
3: shit science out of it out well it. you can imagine um, 30 years ago someone looking at an iPhone
1: that's right yeah that's what I mean mm. uh, yeah. 80 years ago telling them that we're gonna A the moon yeah and mm. B now Mars yeah so Definitely. I think it's probably I think we'll probably do it but um, yeah cool Do you want to throw it to
3: some segmentation? For sure. All right. Did you know is a little bit of a game. Um, I like to, uh, I'll ask a question. It's like kind of like a little fact thing and you have to sort of guess. So I'll give you three possible answers and you have to guess um, where it came from. Okay. I'll give you an example. Um, Where did the handshake come from? Okay. Mm-hmm. Was it A, B or C? The handshake actually came from showing your right hand to show that you were trustworthy because you didn't have a gun behind you. Okay. Simple. Where did the military salute come from? A, holding heavily armoured guns above one's head when trench walking. B, Nazi Germany derived from the Hitler greeting or Nazi salute. We've spoken a lot about Hitler on this. Yeah. <laughs> or C, medieval times when lifting a veil off a knight's armour to speak to the king. Uh, C. Mecha. C? Diane, what are your I'm
0: thoughts? I'm going to go with C as well. C?
3: Bill? Throw something in there just be stupid. Oh, I think A. A? I think go. Yeah. I don't think the Hitler thing. Don't think B? It was C. E. It was C. There you go. <laughs> High fives it out. Yeah, so they used to lift their veil and um, speak to the king so that it became nothing. there. Pretty interesting. Alrighty. How long does it take for the average person to fall asleep? Is it A, seven minutes, B, 15 minutes, or C, 26 minutes, Bill? Put Google away, mate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, B. 15 minutes? Yeah, if that's what B was. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. He's only out again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am trying to figure out. Yeah, go on. Get B. YouTube no. off, mate. B. Don't sure. Definitely B.
0: Um, well, it's somewhere between seven and 15, so I'm going to go with 15. I okay.
1: actually
4: think it's seven. Maca is correct. Yeah, really? I was before you had the answers, I was going to say six, six
3: minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting really? to think how, how. I mean, the average is seven. seven I mean, that's what they say. The average oh, is, so is seven minutes. It's so fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for so many people that I've spoken to, it's like. Ages, people just yeah. lie awake. Oh, you know, I slept screens. terribly last night. Yeah, that's
4: because they're not wearing their blue light like, block. That's <laughs> it. And they, yes. all they do is stare I'm, at blue screens <laughs> <do. laughs> all day I and all
0: night. Him. Oh, you wear them as well? Heck yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm, the
1: only, one, I'm the only one. <laughs> <of the> I'm <resistance laughs> the only one of the I can I've tell been them, I've been calling them nerds for weeks. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, It's <laughs> so awesome. cool.
0: That, my God, they sleep. And you mentioned
4: crickets before. Do you shop on Optimus? Yes, I do. Yeah. When you mentioned that in the flight or flight mat, I was like, oh, this how to yeah. Yeah.
0: And I I recognize the yeah. bulletproof. I got that from bulletproof. Yeah. A- 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 MCT oil and... Should we
3: all just apply to Mars? <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's yeah, a- be the team of four. Let's be the team. I'm very much into Someone has to wear hacking.
1: a dresser. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. It's so good. Well, I mean, my next question was going to be, what are some of the things you guys do to help fall asleep or improve the quality of your sleep? Mm-hmm. So when did you get onto the blue blockers? You want to explain um, what they are for people
1: as well? Uh, not, yep. Blue light or blockers. Or no. up, for so- nerds.
0: <laughs> for, for those who haven't got blue light yeah. blockers. Uh, well, so a lot of the devices we have in our houses uh, emit um, blue lights, which stimulates the, the brain to continue to be awake. Um, our our body is attuned to going to bed when the sun goes down and getting out when the sun goes up, comes up. Uh, and so the artificial light we've created uh, is stimulating our brain to think, oh, I still light, it's still light, mm-hmm. still should be awake. Suppresses that melatonin. So yeah, exactly. Um, and so the concept is by, Blocking these blue light, this blue light from uh, from going into the eyes and that's the brain. Um, that you should be able to help manage that a lot better and, and be able to sleep better. Because a lot of people don't sleep well because they keep using their devices at night or watching TV yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
4: right, yep. close to their eyes as well. So yeah, yeah their so I've been on their using them
0: for. Gosh, when did we get them? I think we've got them. Don't we Where we have been using them for about six? eight months or so Mm. and what's huge difference have you ever tried to test um using them over
3: a couple of days and then not use them oh i really notice when i don't use it yeah yeah
0: i I mean i still i've i've got to a point where i i've um my quality of sleep is really good like i get about minimum around 55 to 60 percent deep in rem Mm. sleep so you have a little app that yeah i track yeah. my sleep yeah yep. um and my sleep efficiency is usually up around 90 percent excellent uh but it's because i do a lot of this yep so but they're the things you have to put in
3: place i mean yeah. we, we've gone to the extreme and making our life the way it is now and mm-hmm. we're primitive beings really and yet we have to go to the other extreme to make sure we still get that quality of sleep
0: yeah yeah and we're, mam- we're mammals we are it comes down to it as well i mean we we're, we're air condition our lives so much that we don't get exposed to the extremes of temperature that our bodies used to always uh, adapt to because we naturally used to face extreme heat extreme cold in the different environments we've lived in uh, and so you know it, it means that we don't respond to some of those stresses very well the physical stresses or emotional stresses so mm. um, hot cold thermogenesis and, and things like that are fantastic ways of i've guessed, re-triggering some of that and, and improve sleep quality too
4: you sound like you uh know how to biohack your body oh Have i do a done? bit of that yeah I love it. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you take smart drugs uh i do take some nootropics yeah. yeah which ones uh
0: actually i i love um like i'm playing around with a few different ones um ashwagandha is fantastic to help you sleep too if you're right, really into that. that yeah if you're into some of the the sort of botanicals so the um um really get into some of the adaptogens yep um they're, and they're, they're natural as well they're from roots and mm. herbs and, and so yeah. forth uh, and dealing with things such as you mentioned before talking about stress and anxiety i mean adaptogens are fantastic for helping manage some of that as well yeah. so uh, rhodiola has got a lot of scientific evidence to help um, reduce stress responses uh, similar to the way that some antidepressants do so mm. um, so if you do do wish to take some sort of medication for things or, or need to because some people do require that. There are some other options out there, but I'm not a doctor. Yeah, if <laughs> about smart doctor.
4: drugs there. You know, if you've seen that movie Limitless, um, mm. where a it takes it early. Early. You sort of accesses more of his brain. So uh, I've, I try and buy a hack a fair bit. I, um, Nootropics, uh, the blue light blockers, mm. uh, meditation, the flight or flight, uh, flight yep. fight or flight sleep mat. Yep. Um, Have you got one of those? Tried it, yeah. Didn't really work for me. Like it worked. I probably didn't do it for long enough. Mm-hmm. It was it was good. Um oh. I just sort of figure I can fall asleep alright without it now. Yeah. Um I do meditation without it now. Um Can you explain what
3: nootropics are? Are they just a drug, are they, that
1: Yeah. Nootropics right. are for see, brain
4: function, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. Right. It's uh, for to optimise your brain function. Alright right, okay. Yep. Sort of like your you know, your brain octane oil over there, your bulletproof your M T C oils. Well that's like just a, um M T C yes.
1: oil, but nootropics are like a like a like a um, on it, what Joe Rogan talks about, uh, you know, like a concoction of different substances. So. Mm. Yeah, but how much of this is placebo effect? You think?
0: Oh, well, how much of anything?
3: Mm. You know, I the, guess if the, it, works, it works, it works. But the, works, the amount works. of people who go, "Oh yeah, I'm taking this
4: yeah. krill oil and I'm doing, like, something's something's so, oh, or listen, or, the, or, the nootropics I've taken, it's they're not they're not wonder drugs. No. But if I need to concentrate, you know how some days. Um, You know, even caffeine can affect you differently. Some days, Mm -hmm. caffeine, depending on the type of bean it is, can give you a brain fog. Other caffeines can make you sweat. Some caffeines Mm -hmm. can make you really anxious. Some days, you're just staring at a computer and you're like, man, I've got to do work, but I just can't think clearly. Mm. Just on those days, if you're just. You know, you sample around with them, they'll just keep you alert. The ones I have is ma- mainly for productivity. Um, just, you know, if I have a big day ahead of me and I need to be on it, then yep. I'll just be switched on for five hours rather than always having coffee because that affects me in different ways. And
1: yeah. the other thing is, placebos, if it's a placebo and it works, it works. Yeah. If the placebo oh, is exactly. brought on the positive effects, like the on it um, with their Nootropics. Um, get what they're called but they're just for straight brain function they've done like double blind you know placebo controlled studies or whatever um, so they're, they're supposed to work but if it is just the placebo that gets your brain to function a little faster and you're just slightly more switched on because you think you're going to be slightly more switched on yeah, absolutely. then whatever it's the classic uh,
3: space jam scenario isn't it drinking that water that's steroid water Yes It really <laughs> is just water
1: <laughs> I was like yeah The classic spaceships. Yeah. yeah
0: We're with you Keep us going We're all on the
3: same
1: page though. We know what you are talking about now <laughs> well, Yeah, Now we do Yeah <laughs> Sweet yeah, um, So Do you need a Yeah Cool Should we do uh, Nine from nine <laughs> Do you need a you got to make a you get I've got go to go to a
0: telecon At three
1: At three, three. And you're done Two done. minutes Yeah okay Cool um, Nine from nine Let's do it Alright So we've got nine from nine is our last thing that we finish off with Diane it's nine questions in nine minutes now it's gonna be nine questions in two minutes (laughs) Um, I'll try and be short with my answers Uh, Max starts off Uh, my first one is tell us about your morning
0: ritual my morning ritual first thing I do at the moment I'm house sitting a house with uh, two cats so the first thing I do is feed the cats get up uh, Put the kettle on, feed the cats, uh, wait till it cools down a little bit and then make my uh, my coffee with an AeroPress. So, you have got to wait till it's the right temperature. Yes. Uh, and then go to the gym. Great. Work out. Work uh, out. And then eat. Yep.
4: <laughs> if you have – see, this is going to be very related to you. If you have uh, $500 left, what do you spend it on?
0: Hmm. <sighs> 500 bucks food probably uh, yeah food food is usually the main thing food um, it's what connects us all and it's what we all enjoy and share and, and, and when it comes to life in another planet or in another country what are the things you're going to remember those times you shared a, a fantastic meal or a coffee with someone or experiential or do something experiential with other people
4: usually revolving food which lends me which leads me into my last question is if you had one day left in the world how would you spend it with people that matter to me,
0: eating food that I enjoy, <laughs> and being outdoors bit of something I'll never be able to do again if I get to go to Mars. Yeah, <laughs> feel the sun I, on my skin and the yeah. wind in my hair.
3: Sorry to cut you off. I just, uh, for whatever reason, really hit me that that is a genuine possibility for you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> wow,
1: it's amazing. Alrighty. So, favourite travel destination you've ever been to? It can be any small, big. Oh my goodness.
0: Uh, uh, golly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> travel decision maths. um Favorite. That's really tough. I've been to a lot of places. What's oh, the good one? Um. I really loved living in Belgium, mm. and I, but I think some of that is because it just gave me, as well, the opportunity to go and explore other places too. It yep. was a launch pad for sure to other parts of Europe. Um, I loved it, but I've loved traveling in Southeast Asia. I've loved, like, I cycled from Adelaide to Canberra, and I loved cycling in the you know, in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. in this extreme heat. Yeah, you know, wherever I am, that I'm enjoying being in the open and the yeah the the natural environment around me.
1: Okay. That's no, a, it's a, a good answer. What about um, favourite destination? <laughs> this is favourite de- uh Your dream destination.
0: Oh, Mars. Oh. <laughs>
1: Can it be, is it Earth destination? Yeah, oh, let's go yeah. Earth destination. Oh, boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, gosh, uh, there's a number of, uh, I'd love to go to Antarctica. I've flown oh, over it. Time. I've flown over Antarctica. Um, and I'd love to actually go there. I think that'd mm-hmm. be pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, tick off yeah try and see as much of the world as possible before cool.
1: i go yeah, antarctica um this is perfectly applicable again for you right now and your trip to mars what are the three things creature comforts that you want um to keep you sane if you only had three you're on desert had- or you're on mars
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mars. Um, creature comforts i think music is mm-hmm. one of them so whether favorite band hey favorite band uh mm, don't really have a favorite Band. It's just the, the the idea that someone else could either play music, sing music, or share music. So, cool. I think music's fantastic yeah, for, for for yeah for mood and um, mm. for keeping people happy and sane. Um, that's one of the food. Food is a very important creature comfort for me. Being able to cook and work with food. For sure. And the other one is a creature... I don't know whether you call food it creature comfort. Food is kind comfort. of a
3: given. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, you said it now. I, but it's,
0: but it's, 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 the, it's what you do with it, you okay. know. So, to, a I big love kitchen. A kitchen with lots of options. Yeah, that will be great. Um, that's not going to happen on Mars, but um, it'll be a very small space to prepare food. But I'm very creative. Um, and I think the final thing would be... Games like exercise and games and fun, Chess. And fitness, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, solitaire. <laughs> so
3: it really sounds to me like you need Spotify, a kitchen, and a Wii. That's awesome. <laughs> all good. Done.
0: All all the things that you could put into a little you know yeah. module and send to, to Mars. I like it. All
3: right. Um, who was your favorite role model growing up as a kid?
0: Wonder Woman Wonder Woman I used to read comics when I was a little kid uh, and actually I collected comics until only probably about a decade ago DC or Marvel uh, both. Actually, I had DC and Marvel. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but when I was a little girl, I used to pretend to be Wonder Woman.
3: Yep. I have you seen it. the new Batman vs Superman?
0: I have not yet. Ooh, I would like to. Oh, you're in for a surprise. Oh. You're in right. for
3: a surprise. <laughs> not going to give anything away, but... Uh... Uh, he dies,
0: doesn't he?
3: <laughs> Everyone <laughs> dies. Everyone <laughs> dies. It's too it. <laughs> um, now, my second question was, if you could invite three people to dinner, dead or alive, who would they be and why?
0: Uh, my mum. Yep. My partner. And... Who else? A comedian. Any comedian who makes me laugh. I like to laugh. Mm. You know, Mm. life's too short. Have fun. Enjoy it. Uh, Do you have a favourite comedian? A favourite comedian. Yeah. Um I've seen a few, I'm quite lucky. Um I actually, I've been to a couple of shows at the Comedy Festival already here. I went to Hannah Gadsby the other night, who was hilarious, and Teagan Higginbotham as well, who was also very, very funny. Uh, and one of the Mars One candidates, one of the other Australians, Josh Richards, is oh, a comedian. Really? Oh, right. Yeah. Is he at the Comedy funny Festival? Funny guy. No, he's he's he did a show here in Melbourne. Oh, just I listened to before... a podcast
1: he just did on the ABC. Oh, did you? ABC podcast. About Richard Fine. Possibly so. Not fine. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So yeah, Josh is a comedian, very funny guy. Yeah, and he's, he's been running this show called Cosmic Nomad, mm. uh, which is, I think it's in Brisbane at the moment. I can't remember, but it's just mm. about to leave these shores and go overseas. All right. And uh, final question.
3: What do you like to do in your downtime or spare I'm time?
0: downtime. I like to learn. Cool. I continually research whatever interests me, whether it's how to biohack better, um, more about space science, um, a lot about what my body can and can't do. And, and if it can't do it, why not? So I'm going to make it. Yep. Uh, yeah, and, and my PhD. So, you know, my PhD is in uh, environmental engineering and food waste. And so f- this is a really important issue for this planet around in, around uh, greenhouse gases. So, And that's what I'm trying to do, work on that mm. and make a change there. Right.
1: Um, we didn't actually give you enough time because I know you got to go to touch on your project that you're working on but this is the time that you can give a bit of a shout out to what you're doing um, anything you want to plug and then how people can find you so yep, just um
0: Yep, so my research project it's called Watch My Waste, uh, www.watchmywaste, w-a-s-t-e, dot yep. So it's about reducing food waste in the hospitality sector. We've all been to many restaurants and pubs where they give you a schnitzel the size of your head that you're never going to finish, They mm. can feed a family of three. Um, so, you know, it's really about how can we make a difference there. Uh, and so we're still recruiting businesses and yeah, keep on, keep on coming on. Um, and that's going to be going for a while yet before I get to Mars. It'll be finished though. Um, so that's, I guess, the main thing I'm trying to plug. And uh, if you want to follow me, I'm on um, Twitter, Light and Portable is my handle. Which is <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, and uh, uh, Instagram, DA McGrath, um, and Facebook. So um, Diane McGrath, Mars One Astronaut Candidate. We'll put Excellent. links
1: to all that in the show notes. Um, Diane's Watch My waist and all of, her, all of her socials so you guys can find her. So, we good or all, all Yeah, the- that was awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks, thanks So, much. so thanks
0: interesting. It's oh, all right. I could have stayed here and chatted for hours. Yeah. Like, oh, I actually have to.
1: All righty. So, that's a wrap. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed that, please head to our YouTube channel to subscribe. And, uh, and also the show notes can be found at www.adventurefittravel.com uh, forward slash radio. Then don't forget to check out trueprotein.com.au. Use the code ADVF for 10% off anything in their store and use the code radio at www.adventurefittravel.com for 10% off any and all trips. See
2: you next time.